What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. All right, and welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest running program, episodic program here on YouTube in the building. We are back in here. We got a great show today. Uh, we got a clip that I want to share with you guys, a clear that I want to share with you guys. For the early people in the room, since you're early, we're going to reward you. We're going to play this clip sent to me by a friend of mine. All right. Why, 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 why? Y'all remember that Kelly Price and Ron Isley? He was a cold. He was a friend of mine. I can't even remember the lyrics right now. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Big? Yeah, a friend of mine. All right, we're going to play the clip. Forget about it. Uh, let's see here. Here's the clip. And the clip is going to be the title of today's show. All right. And it says white women marry up black women marry down. Wow. Now we're going to go ahead and let you hear the clip and then we'll play this throughout the show and I'll put up a poll and you're going to let me know if this is true. All right. Let me see here. Uh, let's go ahead and play it. Women always married up. Wouldn't that mean that men married down? Absolutely. So men in that case would be settling, right? A lot of men settle. A lot of men settle. I agree with that. A lot of men settle. Yeah. But see, there's a real conversation in that that you ain't ready for. Uh-oh. White women marry up. Okay? And most of our sisters marry down. But you're not ready for that conversation. That that could take you a whole other place right now. And I told you I've been drinking. So you might want to get that mic off. So. <laughs> no, but let's, let's, let's explore, though. Why do you believe that um, most white women marry up and, you know, minorities, black women marry up. Because white women have been trained by their mothers to marry up. The man is supposed to take care of you. The man is the head of the household, where a lot of times a lot of our sisters have been told that black men ain't shit. You feel what I'm saying? I can do it for myself. I made it on my own. True. But you're not ready for that conversation. Get that mic off me because I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So he said he, been, he got that drink in him. He got that drink. But he brings up a good point. This is a good conversation. So I titled the show, Do White Women? And I put a quicker question mark. Is this true? Do white women marry up while black men, women marry down? This should be interesting. And of course, I brought some pictures for us to, sh to see if this is in fact true. Uh, if you Google ghetto weddings, if you Google ghetto weddings, you get quite the entertainment here, uh, marrying in front of the uh, projects. You definitely got marriages in front of the projects with the reverend and the deacon clap cheeks in the back. Reverend pork chop, deacon clap cheeks. All right, uh, more 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 examples of the ghetto wedding right here. Stragnesia, Tatalalisha, Sasquisha, and all of them. And uh, yeah, you know, you got a young thugging. All right, look at grandma, nana. All right, snotty nose kid right here. Ain't a man to be seen except for uh, Mr. Player Player from the Himalayas in the back. Diabetes cart rider in here, right here. All right, you know, they blacker than the trillion midnights. What about these uh, particular people here? This woman minus the tattoo. She could get some suburban life going. She could be a nice suburban wife. But she held out for the, you know, for the player player from the Himalayas. He came in with his Jordan's own hat to the back. All right. And, uh, you know, she could have made something of herself, but, you know, she got her collarbones. But look at who she, you know. All right. I looked up the ghetto weddings. Uh, uh, the, there he is right there. There go pimping. 
Pippen showed up with the airbrush pants, the airbrush Jordans, all right, with that hat cock like T.I., and she married Pookie. So uh, let me see right here. <laughs> so you got the woman who got the wedding dress with her belly poked out, <laughs> her pregnant belly. Oh, no, my goodness. Get a wedding. All right. Oh, look at him. Look, they put in a few words. He put in a few words for the pimping. All right. Let me see. Who else did he got? Who, is they? Who else did we got here at the ghetto wedding? Not the White Castle wedding. Not the wedding party at White Castle. Oh, not the wedding party. Oh, no. Not the wedding party at White Castle. All right. All right. Now, you know, I know I know brothers are like, there's some trailer park trash people that get married. OK, OK, let's not laugh. All right. Let's give the, let's give them a shot because we're saying do white women marry up. We're going to use some data. and We'll use it here. All right. Of course, you got the trailer park trash missing tooth in the front with his Rottweiler and his. Look at these people right there. They got the barbecue pit, the natty light. All right, he ain't got no shirt on. Look at this, right in front of the trailer park. Oh, you can't beat this right here. You can't beat this. Mastodon. <laughs> oh, how they going to pull this off? Oh, the humanity. How is this going to work? I can't even. <laughs> this dude look like his. he's the result of inbreeding for eight decades. I mean, this dude is inbred for shiggity. All right, what else we got? Not the hostess, Twinkie Cakes and Ho-Hos. All right, not the damn Ho-Hos, the Twinkies, and the damn Cupcakes. Yo, man, this ain't no, yeah, y'all people ain't shit. All right, what is wrong with y'all, man? I tell y'all. All right, look, not the Paps Blue Ribbon. Not the Paps Blue Ribbon. We out. All right, no wonder the divorce rate so high. He showed up with the arm sleeves cut off, shorts, and the Paps Blue Ribbon. All right, okay, all right, Dan, what's next? Low and brow? Oh, no, okay, all right. Let me see if I got another one for y'all. All right, uh, my big fat redneck wedding. Anyone? Oh, no, oh, oh the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Oh, this is cold-blooded. Well, right now, you can say white women don't marry up. Okay, not the PBR. Look at this. This is just, this is a nightmare for somebody. Please don't make no babies. Please don't make no babies. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> somebody said they cousins, too. They definitely cousins. All right, so as we can see, maybe, maybe this is, in fact, that white women do not marry up, but Let's create the conversation. Uh, we do have, did I put viewer discretion as advised? This is definitely going to be one of those shows. All right, let's put the poll up right now as you guys. He's happy. He happy he got his girl, man. He finally got his girl. All right, he was about to go MGTOW for a minute, and he said, nah, I got me one. I got money. He said, I got me one. All right, let me see. As you enter the building, we're going to put this up. Do white women, are, are white women, let me see this. I'll do it like this. All right. WW's groomed or trained, we'll put trained to marry up and BW's if they do get married, that's a conversation. And BW's trained to marry down. All right, I'm gonna put that in the comment right there. Um, you could answer yes or no if you'd like. All right, baby beluga in the deep blue sea. 
All right, swim so wild and she swims so free. I'm going to have to put that song on. If you have kids in the 2000s, you remember the Baby Beluga song. That was my daughter's favorite song back in the day. All right, so uh, let me see. Viewer discretion is advised already. We already didn't, we already didn't ran with it to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And then you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel in the building. Let's get it started. New, 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 new world order. Let's get it started in here. Uh, <laughs> they look like the guests on Soft White Underbelly. Yeah, they do. Okay. All right. First. Oh, wait. Do I get the earlier contributors to today's show? All right. I don't think there's any. This is going to be. <laughs> this is. The show is already off the rails. Let me see. What do we got here? Let me check. I, I'm going to check just in case, you know. Let me see. Let me see what we got on uh, Cash App on the business, the business, the business. Shout out to uh, um, what is going on here. There's a pending transaction. <laughs> Somebody requested money from me. Let's go ahead and give him an L. <laughs> he requested five hundred dollars. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what happens when you put your thing on there. He's like, well, you got a little bit of money. Why not give me any free money? By the way, uh, Ashanti, I don't know if I'll touch on this. I'll touch on this as I'm looking. There's a singer named Ashanti. I don't know why she keeps coming up, man. She ain't got no good music out. And uh, she running around telling her business. And allegedly, this is the type of shit I don't get. All right, before we get into Ashanti, if we have time. <laughs> Payday load. All right, so we got uh, Macaroni Tony. He says... He says, I think it's not color, but a class thing. Of course, he said the upper crust of society will always have a blue chip mindset. The mindset fizzles out lower on the hog. You go message lower on the hog. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's a good point. But somebody did not request money. They sent me money. So go ahead. Shout out to you. And he sponsored today's show. I'm rich, bitch. Oh, she's been touring. Okay. She's been touring. Shout out to Eugene Morgan. Finally catching a live stream. Ain't caught a live stream in 511 days. Here's a payment on my tuition. And love you, coach. Pause. Appreciate you, brother. I'm rich, yeah, man. Somebody, uh, Ashanti's touring. Like, who's going to watch that? To watch her do the same move all day. <laughs> all right. Shout out to Ashanti. No government name. Also sponsors today's show. All right, some spoils from my first side hustle check for the junior college in the building. He says, also, CGA, did you hear about the quadruple deletion at the Idaho school? Authorities think it may have been caused by death by simp. That one has slipped by me. I know one of the women that died name is Kaylee. Somebody tried to talk about it in the chat. I need to go back and pull that up. I need to pull that up. I need to go ahead. I think we were kind of distracted by the Stragnesia in Mexico story. That was around the same weekend, around the same time. So that might have um, bumped us off there. So we, I need to go check in on Kaylee. I need to go Kaylee. Uh-huh. Yeah, I need to go check out on Kaylee to see if it was a death by simp trailer park style. The middle of Idaho type bull. All right, what do we got here? <laughs> he says, where do I send the Super Chats or through PayPal? Super Chats on the Notorious CGA channel. So come out of there or go to the, you're listening to it. You're listening to it now. Then you go to the go to my page. You're going to see a link to channels, the Notorious CGA channel. Then go over there, watch it, then Super Chat. Or you can send it through PayPal. Also, 
Oh, we got another brother here. Uh, let's see here. What do we got here? Oh, I can't say his government name. No government name says CGA. He says, can't uh you can't tell me Antonio Brown doesn't have CTE. Yeah, that man, Kanye and Antonio Brown, it's hard to even report them on them anymore. I mean, Kanye's trolling at this point. Kanye said the hell with it. I'm going all the way in. I mean, now he you see him on Alex Jones. People are making videos about it. I think it's pretty touchy at this point to try to even try to decipher what he's saying right now. Is it truth? Sure, there's a lot of truth in what he's saying, but the fact that he's dressing up the way he's dressing and it, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And Antonio Brown is um, he seemed to be an upright citizen when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers up until that game, that playoff game or the game before the playoffs where he showed up in his uh, fur coat on the sideline. And then he was filming Mike Tomlin and then he kicked the punt. He picked, he kicked the punter. You know what I mean? Like what is going on with this dude? Antonio Brown is gone. <laughs> he said, Oh man. Um, let's see here. Shout out to, I don't know what to tell people these days. What is going on with the world? Uh, cheap drum hack says had to drop a bit in the collection plate for the Bruce Wayne. It is ish. We in the building, man. I didn't even do my introductions. I didn't even do my introductions, but appreciate you. Cheap drum hacks. G Willie is in the building says hiya. A Ben said, I spit out my coffee. When you showed that pregnant wedding dress, this show is off the rails. Straggle daggles will straggle. Somebody said thoughts on yay. I mean, come on, man. Let, let me. I can't even. He's every day doing some shit. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. It's a conversation that needs to be had historically, but I don't think we should have it when the guy got a black nylon stocking over his face. Mm. Same thing with the Obama thing. I mean, he bringing up some points that should be contested. People don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. I get it, but. It's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's massive amount of trolling and it's hard to even, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's rein it in. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What was I going to talk about? Ashanti. This is what I want to talk about. This is pre-show. Ashanti is bugging. All right. She's been having her business out in these streets. And uh, let me see if I can find Ashanti. What, what, um, what, 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 what channel did I see this ish on? What, what it would have been world star. Let me see if I can find it. World star Ashanti. Ashanti reveals a producer demand that she shower with him as payments. Let me see if I can pull it up. And I left a comment on there. I normally don't comment on Instagram or whatnot, but I'm like, look, man, we can't keep playing victim when you a volunteer. Okay, we can't be. Let me see. What is it called? Instagram. Am I on the wrong tab? Oh, let me see something. Instagram.com. Backslash world star. I'm going to see if I can find it. And I'm going to tell you my take on this. And ladies, open your ears. Let me see if I can book because people are always like, these guys are reprehensible. This is terrible. These producers taking advantage of these girls. Hold your horseshoes. All right, let's pull it up. This is not part of the show, but I'm just going to join it in right now. Let's see if I can play the volume. Here we go. I heard other women say that uh, they appreciated you telling that story because a lot of them go through the those type of things mm -hmm. in their their work environment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've been in a crazy situation with one producer. Um, I don't even, I think I might've talked about this once. One producer. like, Yeah, go ahead and run your mouth and play the victim. Go ahead. Like we did two records together. He was like, okay, you you know, we, I'm not going to charge you. You know, you my homie, whatever, whatever. And then when it came time to put on the album, he was like, 
well, let's take a shower together. And, what? Well, and I thought he was joking. Together. Like, I thought he was joking. And then he's like, nah, I'm dead serious. Like, you know, let's go out and let's take a shower together and I'll give you the records. If not, I need 40, 40 racks per Jesus record. Jesus Christ. Let's take a shower together. And I was like, again, I thought he was joking, mm-hmm. you know, because we had been working with each other for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. He was like, you're so crazy. Right, like exactly. <laughs> you know, you do one of those. And then um, it turned out that he was serious and I had to make some phone calls and, you know, stuff was handled. But yeah. I heard yeah. other women say that. Uh... All right, enough of this shit. All right. Um, so here's my take on this. Somebody said, is this an oh Peaches, is that you? Uh, she said, is this an old clip? No, it was put out today. It was put out today on World Star. Here's my take on this one, because everyone's appalled. They're calling the dude a predator and all of these things. And of course, it is kind of like the music industry. It is what it is. Don't act shocked that that's a music industry. However, this is what I'm going to tell you. And nobody's calling it out. The problem I see is why do women let dudes offer stuff for free and be like, oh, okay, it's cool. We the homie. Oh, you giving me free money off the money tree? You giving me free tracks? Oh, I'll take it. Thank you very much. And then they run off. Why do, listen, why do women think that they could just take free stuff and not give anything back in return? Let's take off the second part. Why do you think that you can take free stuff all the time? Women always complaining about the shit, but then they're always taking free shit. Stop taking free stuff, all right? Because you know, first of all, just stop taking free stuff and then play the victim when the dude comes calling back for payment. Now you want to be play the victim. You were willing to take $80,000 worth of publication and you were like, oh, okay. And then walk your ass off. But then complain when the dude was like, give me some tail, give me some booty. Let's get in the shower together. What, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And then play the victim. Stop it. Sometimes you got to pay up. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I'm tired, of, I'm, I'm tired of this conversation. You owe me a date. You owe me a drink. I don't owe you nothing if you buy me drinks. Buy a lady a drink. Oh, here's a free job. Here's a free $10,000. Oh, I'm broke. I'm in a bind, Nate. Can you give me some free money? I need free 50 bucks. I need 100 bucks, 250. And then when the dude be like, all right, slob on this. This is reprehensible. My solution is to cut the bullshit, stop taking free shit. Or stop going, oh, man, he offered me something free. He wants nothing in return. That's go- That's goofy. Okay, it's goofy. So she's violation. Both people are wrong. She literally went out there, did the work for a couple of weeks, hung out with his ass. He getting horny, all right? And then he's like, oh, sister girl, don't worry about it, sister girl. I got you. And why would some jackass give away tracks that's worth $40,000 and he wants a little bit of peace leave? He's a dumbass, number one. All right. But anyway, that's besides the point. If you keep taking free stuff, eventually somebody's going to come back with a receipt. There's no such thing as a freelance. It's $80,000 worth of production, allegedly. And then guess what? She had to go simp wolf whistle and get all the goofy simps to save her ass. Somebody says she was trying to uh, get one over. Yeah, she thought, oh, this stupid ass. And, and, and here's the deal. She used her prettiness. She used her looks. She used all of that. And she danced and sing and smiled in front of his ass. And then she was like, good. I got over on this dumb ass. 
I got free tracks out of, and you know she was laughing and yucking it up with her friends. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I got free tracks out of him. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was this and push up these. But now she wants to play the victim, talking about, oh, he then wanted to take a shower with me. No, man. And then I had to get some guys to handle it for me. Should have jumped in the shower. Should have jumped in the shower. That's what you suppose I had done, or you suppose that or give the music back. Give the music back. I'm tired of these people with this bird logic. Why don't people call them out? Stop taking free stuff and then getting mad when somebody wants to get a receipt or get payment for it. Everything costs. There's no such thing as free lunch. Anyway, grab them ankles. She thought he was being nice. Well, you there's listen, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Lunch in the industry, the tracks are worth forty thousand dollars a pop. That's what it is. He's not being nice. He's trying to get in them draws. That's just the bottom line. That's what you got to think. But then when he, she was about to take $80,000 worth of free tracks, guess what? Oh, he's nice. No, he ain't. He want that tail. And this is this is how women play the, the, the victim and the damsel in distress. And then cause everybody else to have to scramble forces to get to fix her bullshit because she stepped in it. She just should have said, no, you know what? Now, nah, I appreciate that niceness. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get over as an artist. I want everything to be on the up and up. I'll pay the bill. That's what the, she should have done, but she didn't do it. Now she has to get everybody else involved. And when I got to spend $80,000 worth of uh, 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 time invested with lawyers and all this shit to work out the tracks. She should have just paid her money and stopped taking free shit. Because she took it because she's a woman. Now, that guy didn't offer any males any free stuff. I'm guaranteeing you he didn't offer any male artists any free tracks. So there's no such thing as nice. Decline the offer or pay the bill. It's simple. And people didn't catch that part of it. And, of course, nobody's going to agree with me because I'm calling her out on her bullshit. She said she took the free shit and said, oh, thank you, homie. They appreciated you telling that story because a lot of them go through the, those type of things mm-hmm. in their their work environment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been in a crazy situation with that you put yourself in. One producer. Um, I don't even I think I might have talked about this once. One producer, like we did two records together. He was like, okay, you you know, we I'm not gonna charge you. You know, you my homie, whatever. You my homie, I'm not gonna charge you. Mm. You, you you're my homie. No, he didn't. He probably told her to drop that neck right there. It's barbecue in there. And she was like, I'll pay you back later. I'll do anything if you give me those free tracks. Whatever. And then when it came time to put on the album, he was like, well, let's take a shower together. And, what? Well, and I thought he was joking. Together. Like I thought, it- I thought he was joking. This is her face. This is her face. And I thought he was joking. No, he wasn't joking. Mm-hmm. Drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. Drop that neck. What you mean? I thought he was joking. I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? People are full of shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, people are full of shit. All right. How, what is the poll doing over here? All right. Let's see here. We have uh, people agree 77% to 23% that white women are in fact trained to marry up and black women trained or at least expected to marry down. All right. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. All right. Let me see. I'm going to give you another story. What is the first story? Which is the second story. Oh, getting pleasure. Wait, greatest pleasure for a man. This is going to be, we're going to visit Louis Farrakhan. We're going to go to Farrakhan. All right, so this is posted on, I don't know, somebody's page that was posted on our locals. I thought this was interesting. This is something we've been talking about as well when you start accomplishing things. 
uh, the mission becomes greater than the stank on your finger. And you start getting more pleasure from being accomplished, having a business, uh, creating goals, you know, working your job, getting promoted up, you know, working in the, you know, you, you get greater pleasure here. Let's see what the minister has to say regarding this and see if you agree. See if you agree on this one. The nasty boys may not. All right. Uh, let's see. Brothers, I know it's painful. Mm. To uh, I need to refresh this. Hold on for a second. Okay. Uh, where is it at? Where's the volume? Okay, there it is. It's painful mm. to be a black man in America. Real pleasure was never meant to come from a woman. Listen, I'm going to say that again. Mm. All right, brothers have already abandoned the ship. What do you think? Real pleasure was never meant to come from a woman. Mm. Women give men pleasure, mm -hmm. but real pleasure comes yes, from sir. creative thinking and then seeing what you think come into reality by the work of your hands. That's real pleasure. Come on. Okay, okay, we got, look, do y'all agree, listen. What he's saying is on point, all right? And shout out to the Milk Dud Head over here. That right there is going to be something. This is kind of like Napoleon Hill talks about. This is what we've been talking about, the free agent lifestyle. Well, where, where dating coaches have been telling you to do this, do that, do this, and that. And we're telling you that's not where the real pleasure is, all right? Because those guys even have to keep running their numbers up and up and up and up and up. They're never satisfied. And a lot of it is because they, they're chasing the wrong thing. The real pleasure, the real pleasure comes from seeing what you created come to fruition, seeing your goals get accomplished, and it can become quite addicting. In fact, you might pass up getting sex from a woman when you're on your mission and you know, man, I could get that last sales tonight. I could leave work early. I can leave work from the car lot now, or I can wait for one more sales to come in. And then you work in the sales and you can be like, damn, I wish this sales would hurry up, but you complete that sale and you get the commission. And then you were like that. All right. You know what I mean? I think the minister is on to something here. We're going to play that again. And um, just so you can get what he's saying to see if you feel it. And of course, there's some times where you might not have anything going on and you go get you some peace leave. The grind becomes addicting. Both are pleasurable. Both are pleasurable. There's a part that I probably would not agree with him. Women uh, give pleasure. Yes, they do. Uh, women are pleasurable. But, he, but he's saying the real pleasure, the greatest pleasure is accomplishing seeing your things come to fruition uh man i don't know man this is a great clip let's go ahead and listen to the minister brothers i know it's painful mm. to be a black man in america real pleasure was never meant to come from a woman i'm gonna say that again real pleasure was never meant to come from a woman Women give men pleasure, but real pleasure comes yes, from sir. creative thinking and then seeing what you think come into reality by the work of your hands. Man, I tell you, man, there, there's a lot of people that might disagree with that, but in my, in my life, 
many of the times that I've had pleasure from women, many times afterwards, I go back to thinking about the mission. I go back to thinking about what I might be missing. I go back and thinking, was this worth it? I could have been doing something else. So of course, it's too late. You already got your feeling. You already got your pleasure. But some of the greatest moments that you will think about in your mind as a man, especially when you find your lane, when you finally find your lane and success becomes somewhat easy, like it's like a layup and you're going, this can't be true. Because in your mind, you only thought you can make $25,000, $40,000 a year. One of these days, you'll be making $25,000, dollars $40,000 a month. And then you go, can, am I going to fumble this opportunity? Am I going to stop this continual success over periods of time, potentially risk going back to making $25,000, dollars $40,000 a year for some tail? Or am I going to keep going and continue making forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a month? I want you to think about that question. I want you to think about that question. Are you willing to fumble the opportunity to keep making what you can make in a month by making making a year and you make it in a month, or are you going to say, "Nah, this is the grind. I can't stop. It's addicting." Think about that shit for a second. And that's the argument he's making right there. When you finally see what you created come to fruition, are you going to give that up for some puss? <laughs> see, let's put it that way. Are you going to give it up for some puss? You'll feel, I guarantee you, 90% of men at that point are going to say, nope. <laughs> Somebody said, you preach it. That's where I'm at in my life. That's where I'm at. And people will be like, wow, man, you can't. Mm -mm. I'd rather just. I'll pay somebody for some puss and come back to the grind. Am I going to get married and fall in love? I'll skip a day getting some puss. So I'll skip a week, this whole week, no junior college, this whole week. I was like, no junior college this week, no girls, no women, no dates, no nothing, no get, no go outs, no treats, no nothing, no duck sick, no nothing. Not many people can do that. I did that for a great period of time to turn my life around. Not a lot of guys are willing to do that. You'll stay sticking in there trying to chase puss. And you'll never get up over that hurdle. Read my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. You got to stop with the puss. And what, you re what you'll realize is if you get over that hump, puss is meaningless. You could just throw money at puss. <laughs> puss is like a drop in the bucket. Oh, man, I love that one. Shout out to Minister Farrakhan. All right. Oh, uh, man, uh, let's see here. Do I do some super chats? Let's do some super chats and acknowledge the brothers. Okay. All right. Shout out to uh, Agent Mich uh, Sorry, speaking my mind said hit the like button. Hit the belly deli. Likes are down. Let's get to 500 likes. Hold on for a second. I got to refresh this screen. Let me see if it's actually charging the right numbers over here. Yeah, you got to get that reset. You got to get that reset. I was at a point in my life where I was getting subpar, which I thought was subpar. Like, they were decent women. But I was like, this ain't it. You know what I mean? This ain't it. I was a personal trainer. I was, it was easy. I was in Southern California, Long Beach to San Diego, wide open for me. And it never was about me not being able to get women. It was just that. What am I getting from this? It's good. But I was like, uh. and I felt that they were taken away from my, uh, taken away from my opportunity to get over. And surely enough, once I pumped the brakes and stopped and redirected my attention, sexual transmutation my life turned around like crazy i was like wow wow i was like wow unbelievable by the way have you known did you know my story about this did you know my story about the day that i did the free agent lifestyle um anyway i'll pull it up 
I won't talk about it now. Let me see here. See here. I showed you this when I went to the Thrasher Magazine skateboard party. Um, let me see here. Showed you this, and I, I was like, this was the day I finally said, I'm not going to just jump at it anytime somebody throws me some puss. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see here. I don't remember. Somebody remembers that story. Let me see here. I'm trying to pull it up. But somebody might not have been here. But I'm I'm on the internet. I should be on the on the internet on this one. Let me see something. Brigade. Ir wait, Brigade. Irvine. And mess it up. Brigade. I said, I want Brigade. Irvine. Uh, Thrasher magazine. I'm on the internet. Somebody says, I think you met a pro skater and took pictures. Yeah. So let me see if I can find, if it's still on here. It might not be on. It's hard to find. Oh, here we go. This was in there. There. Oh, yep. It's still here. So look, I'm going to find it. I'm going to show you. So this was, um, this was April 2017. I'll show it. April 2017. This was the, this was the origin moment of stop chasing tail for CGA. All right, somebody said I was cold approaching. I wasn't cold approaching. I was just tender and bubbling, tender and bubbling. Lay up, lay up, lay up. All right, it was it was relatively with ease because Southern California, the numbers are too great. All right, and I was in way better shape, uh, so it was um it was somewhat easy to get middle of the road subpar women. All right, to par. Well, on this day, April tenth, twenty seventeen. This is the origin story. This day, I was going. I had my. I had um. I had. A weekend off. So this was a non-custodial weekend. This was a non-custodial weekend for me. And now what would what women would do, because of course I was spinning plates, what women would do is they would say, I know you don't have your kids on this weekend, so we need to get together. We need to get together. And they would purposely plan their life around my weekend schedule, my custody. But what would happen is I would go from being a father all week long and then on my not my free weekend, these hoes would be like, come do this, come do that, come spend a night, come do this, come do that. Give me some, I'm giving this here, I'm so wet. Come get it up, come lap it up, come lick it, come stick it. <laughs> right? And so I was like, I'm tired of this shit because I never could get a rest. I never could just chill or I never could just do what I wanted to do because I was on alternating weeks with weekends with my kids. And then on my free weekends, all these women are like, let's do this, let's do that. So I'm just like, oh, I want to do something I want to do. <laughs> I want to do something why I want to do instead of chasing women, spinning plates and going out with dates and banging mud sharks and mastodons and, you know, suburban white women's and, you know, just, just, I'm tired. Yeah. Energy sucks. Energy vampires. So on this day right here, 4, 10, 2017, Bones Brigade, which was a group from the 1980s, Tony Hawk and uh, a bunch of other skaters were the originators of Bone, Bone Brigade, Bones Brigade. And it was like a nostalgic throwback that they all were going to be there in one place. They all were going to be there in one place. So I said, I got to go to that. <laughs> I got to go to this. But this one girl named Christine, she was a real estate agent. She blowing up my phone. She blowing up my phone. I know you ain't got your kids. I know you need to come on. Come on. Why you want to go? And I'm like, look, I'm going to go to this event. Oh, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I was like, no, I want to go by myself. I want to go by myself. Oh, why do you want to go? But, you know, just just very pushy, very pushy. 
And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to go to this shit and not be bothered with no women. So here's the event. And it's still on the internet right here. I'll show you where I am. I have several pictures of me. So I go to this event and uh, there's Steve Caballero. Steve Caballero's right there. Very, very popular. I think he rides dirt bikes now. There I am. There I am. Hey, look, look, hold up. And I was like, I feel, look at me. I look a little younger. Just the gray's not even in the beard yet. <laughs> there I am. The day I said, man, F these bitches, man. I ain't got no time. And I was so happy. You know what I mean? Like I was happy. I was in my element. I was in my element. I was happy. I was enjoying it. The people were cool. Remember I had said, this is like the origins of the free agent lifestyle book. I was like, go to events. You're going to find like-minded people. You're going to find like-minded people. You're going to enjoy it. All the conversations aren't going to be weird. You're not going to be thinking about picking up women. You might even pick up a woman there by virtue of your, yeah, I'm cheesing, uh, by virtue of your common interest. This was all coming to me as I'm in the line, as I'm going to this. It was like my first, oh, shit, I don't need these bitches. All right. This was what? Five. No, no, no. Yeah. Five years ago. Five, five, almost six years ago. Yeah. Going on six years. Six years ago. You see how much how old I got in six years. You know what I mean? But there was a little gray. I think there's another picture in here, too. There's another picture of me, I think, somewhere in the line. Let me see here. There were families there and all that stuff. Uh, there's Tony Hawk right there. Tony Hawk. And I end up. Oh, by the way, if you guys don't know. The skateboard, hold on for a second. This is why also I keep that skateboard right there. There's a skateboard right there. You see that? I keep that. That's a trophy. That's a trophy of the free agent lifestyle. The board is right there. And it has all of the Bone Brigade's guys' signature. I keep it right everywhere I go, everywhere I move, everywhere I have a studio, right there. That's the trophy. That was the day it started. That was the day I shifted my entire mindset. Let me see here. A uh, little thing. And men, it don't take much to get happy. <laughs> it don't take it. And what I found out was I was happy. And these bras was making me, these bras was making me all tense and stressed out. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, let me see if there's another, there should be another picture. There I am right there. You see, waiting in line. And I'm probably answering a text from that bitch. She's like, why are you coming? When are you coming? I was like, man, but you don't leave me alone. There might be one more picture. All right, there's a uh, Tommy Guerrero right there. Might be back there. She has the same board. Oh, there I am in the back. There it is. There's my Raiders jersey right there. So let's see here. But this was, to me, a throwback to the 1980s. When I was a young buck myself, I had a board similar to that, a Power Peralta board. But it was just, to me, throwback to fifth and sixth grade. It just made me, made me, made me happy. You know what I mean? It just made me. <laughs> but a lot of times, women don't want you to be happy. They just want them. They, they, they want to be around you, using you as an energy suck. Sucking the energy out of you. And I was like, what am I getting out of this but some puss? Right? <laughs> I don't even want to be. I don't even want to be around this person a long time. I'm just going to get a nut and be annoyed. So think about this. So I said coach was a white boy. Oh, y'all don't know, man. Y'all don't know how Southern California was. 
You don't remember, I, I know people don't realize in Southern California, growing up in the 80s in the Southern California in the South Bay, I lived in Hawthorne at the time when I was in this period of time. There was no such thing as, I mean, I get it. There was some white boy black, but in Southern California, you pretty much did what people did in Southern California. Like you went to the beach. Um, there was people that lived in Southern California, never been to the beach. Then they lived 10 miles away. You kick, you rode BMX bikes, rad. You did skateboards. You hung out with white, but in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, when I lived in Hawthorne, um, I lived in this house. Next door was a black kid across the street. And the, the dude, the black kid that I lived next door, he was kind of lived, grew up there across the street. It was a white boy, white, 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 white. He went to the whitest school over here. Um, he was the whitest blondish surfer dudes. And then down, down the street, down three houses was some Mexicans. They had a rooster. They had a rooster in their backyard. <laughs> like our neighborhood was mixed. There was not, I didn't live around, like it wasn't just all ninjas around me. That's Southern California in the eighties. That's Southern California in the eighties. And like, that's how people grew up. You didn't just be like, nah, I don't skateboard. That's white stuff. You, nah, you did what everybody did. Mexican skated. Uh, as you can see in the, in the, um, in this, the, uh, the group, the bones brigade, Two of the guys are Mexican. Guerrero right here and Caballero. So, like, you didn't be like, that's white stuff. That's, nah, man, you did. You did. You did. He said, that's the South Bay. Yeah, that's the South Bay. You did. You skated. Because if everybody took off and they had skateboards, you better have a bike or a skateboard. Or if you walk in and trying to bail and look cool, you was left behind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. That's Southern California shit. That's the definitely the South Bay because we were right by the beach, El Segundo, and um, Redondo Beach was the beaches in Manhattan. We were just miles away. We was all there. We was there all the time. Somebody said Easy E skated. Yeah, man, that's just yeah. I I, I get it. Like if you're from the South, that would seem weird. I know people in the South probably do skateboard and stuff, but you did what was around you. You didn't be like, okay, these people black. These I don't nah, or you missed out. You definitely would miss out if you're doing that. Anyway, anyway, what are we doing here? Then I think later, once we got to the late 80s, early 90s, it changed. It changed to more gangbanging, became more um, Crips and Bloods came more to the forefront than that lifestyle. So then by that age, people started choosing either were you going to be a gangbanger. NWA came out around that time. But people still people still skateboarded around. It's a means of transportation. You didn't even need to know tricks. You just needed to get around. Skateboard is the cheapest thing you can find. Anyway. <laughs> played handball. Yeah, played handball at the park. That was the beautiful thing about that time in that era. It was very multicultural for me. So I grew up with people. I, I mean, you grew up with everybody multicultural. Not just different type of Mexicans, Latinos. You, did, you grew up a different round of Latinos. And you thought it was you thought a Latina was a Mexican. You called them a Mexican. They'd be mad as hell. I ain't no damn Mexican. My family from Guatemala. And you'd be like, oh, OK, what's the difference? <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Somebody with the Luzinger. Hawthorne F. Luzinger. All right. Nobody care about no damn Luzinger. Mm. Yeah, but then before the crack came. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The show's off the rails already.
Somebody said here in New York City, it's the same, either skating. Yeah, the melting pot. We live in a melting pot. So that's kind of how I am. I'm respectful of all cultures and I've experienced all cultures. But most of us are doing that now. Uh, did I do super chats? Let's get to y'all, brothers. Shout out to Speaking My Mind says, hit the belly deli. All right, Agent Machine says, thank you for showing us how we're uh, being used. Thank you for showing us how we're being used, what they really think about men when they help and the pitfalls of dealing with women like Ashanti. Yep. Yep. The Warmore says, coach, I fully agree with you. Ashanti should have either declined to offer or paid the money up front. It's simple, ladies. Y'all can complete the bullshit. Y'all can get past the bullshit. Somebody offers you something for free, especially a male, just pay it. No, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> or pay and the bullshit ends. Now he can't do these things that you're complaining about, but she was at fault. Uh, somebody's, I love your things here, but I was, at, I just got a manicure. Thank you for that. Uh, th those, uh, names there. Anyway, I'm so tired of overrated Ashanti. And by the way, she's been touring because she doesn't own her own masters or publishing since she never wrote her stuff. And as soon as she left Irv Gotti, the one, wait, the one giving her hits for some stank, she hasn't been relevant since 42 years old, single and used up by Nelly <laughs> be easy on her. All right, be easy on her. So, but yeah, I, you're absolutely right. So she continues to have to tour. She's lucky they let her sing the songs um, that she doesn't have on her publishing. And she got a bad deal. Of course, then she got a, did she get a tour relationship with Herb Gotti? Or let me see, was it Herb Gotti? She claimed that he was, a, no, um, I know she was saying Herb Gotti potentially was sexually harassing her or something like that. That's what she was saying, trying to play the victim on that. Herb Gotti was throwing her under the bus for sure. And then she married Nelly. Are they divorced? Henry Resilient, the grind is very addictive. I turned down 304s to edit videos. Spend time. Spending time with them costs me money and time. Editing can generate money. No brainer. I don't think people that would agree with you understand that. Because I kind of do the math myself like that. I'm like, okay, if I spend this time editing, this could turn into this. Um. And when you have those opportunities, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going out. <laughs> I'm not going out. Nope. But I think if you don't have that opportunity, you clock in and clock out, you might go. Eh. But I think it's even if even if you clock in and clock out, you don't realize you got to go to work tomorrow and be 100 percent for your job. And if you're not 100 percent, your boss is going to be like, hey, uh, Henry, come over here, man. I see you slipping up. I see you not running the machines right. I see you slow on delivering what you supposed to deliver. I see you. All for some puss. All right, puss is not a problem in my life. It's too easy to get now. Like, I mean, it was, listen, it's too easy. It's like, because then I can say, I can take a portion of what I made and just go ahead and transact it. <laughs> and no, it's not paying for it, but I can just go ahead and get rid of it. Rational Rationality says, gobbled on a Mastodon, and she said, there's barbecue in there. There's barbecue in there. All right, a podcast for men. I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, with these snow bunnies, and they plenty, they're plenty of broke white guys. Utah is 98% white, and I lived in Utah as well. So I do know what's going on there. Not a lot of people. There's not a lot of affluence in Utah, as you would believe. There are some people, great middle class area. A lot of people depend on the next communities, right? Communities, their wards. A lot of Mormons, some people on welfare, um, especially in the southern part of Utah. And um, the big affluent areas are going to be uh, Sandy Draper and then upper up past. Uh, I want to say it's Pleasant Grove. 
Pleasant Grove and whatever that area is up there. And then any of the ski resorts, you got Alta. Oh, uh, Park City. Park City, very, very affluent. Park City, but Park City is probably an hour or something away drive from Utah. And then you have Alta. You got the five resorts, the five ski resorts in Salt Lake. Can't remember them. Alta, Alpine. There's some other ones I can't remember. Provo is somewhat middle class. They do have some affluent families. But Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, Utah is 98% white. Salt Lake City is kind of mixed. All right, Salt Lake City is, um, if you've never been to Salt Lake City, they have a good Samoan population, which is going to be, I think, East Salt Lake City. If you go to East Salt Lake City, lots of Samoans or Tongans. And uh, there are some black people there. There are some Latinos there. And this is when I lived there. It's probably a lot more diverse in Salt Lake City. And then you got a lot of white folks there and all that. West Valley, shout out. To, <laughs> shout out to West Valley. But uh, yeah, there are Salt Lake City's changed quite a bit. All right. They still do have some white folks. So they used to have some nice plain Janes out there. But now it's getting a little bit mur murky because of the Internet. Because of the social media. So a lot of those women are being influenced by social media and they're anyway. Uh what do we got here? What do we got? Take the poll down? <laughs> oh no. Shout out to Henry Resilient, easy coach. I'm the boss. No clocking in, clocking out. So it's just about putting in that work and dropping that dough. Uh O'Neill Perez says every time I smash these 304s and instantly want to bounce. They de uh, definitely not fun to be around. I'll be out. Yeah, they're not fun. Ladies, you guys are, they don't realize they're not fun to be around. Ladies are not fun to be around. I'm sorry to say this. Women are not fun to be around. You guys are boring. Same conversation, rehashing the same bullshit. All right, nothing interesting. And the worst thing a woman can do, ladies, do you want to hear this? The worst thing you guys can be. There's a couple of things. Is talkative, asking questions, and being snarky or sassy. These three things, well, at least to me, these three things will have me like, oh, my God. If you don't get this spiage away from me or thumping their chest, they'd be like, and I'm bad. I'm this and that. I got my job. I'll be out here doing it. I'm grinding. I'm a strong and independent living in a one bedroom. You like, ma'am, you are not doing nothing, really. I mean, you're doing the bare minimum. But don't be snarky or sassy. Or think you're funny. Oh, I'm funny, girl. You're not funny. You were funny before I busted enough, but now you really not funny afterward. <laughs> you really boring and annoying, to be honest with you. I can't take it. I don't know, man, but that's just people in general for me. But then definitely women, and they be like, I'm super funny. I'm super fun to hang around. I'm super fun to hang around. One woman once told me that. I think I was about to watch SummerSlam or something. She was like, oh, I'll come over again, being pushy. I was like, chill. I'll see you on Monday. She was like, why can't we hang out today? I'm watching something on TV. What are you watching? Guys, you already know this is about to go left. All right, I'm watching SummerSlam. What? You don't watch SummerSlam? Oh, my God. 
You think I'm more, I, I'm more interesting than that. Now you already effed it up already. You are now you piss me off because you're not more interesting than SummerSlam. <laughs> you are not. Now you now you piss me off. <laughs> now you really not invited. Because you now gonna come over here and distract me. All right. And then you're gonna be like, you're just watching this match. This isn't even real. Oh my God, this is boring. All right, how about I give you some head? She wants to drop down there. She puts her hair in a ponytail. How about you? Doesn't this make you, isn't this more interesting than SummerSlam? Get out. Mm. <laughs> I want to watch SummerSlam. I've invested into this. I've been waiting for the event. Leave me the hell alone. See, the fact that she said she's more interesting, just pissed it. Now you're, now you're, now you got to, you're never getting invited. Now you're going to ruin it if I bring you over. <laughs> they talking all over the damn announcers. They asking dumb questions. Why they wrestling in their panties? They're not actually panties. They're ring tights. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me go through the event. I really don't want you. This is kind of an excuse to not have you here, but. All right. Shout out to Thomas Cripps. He says, keep up the good work, coach, so I can focus. So I can focus on my career. Indeed. I don't care what it is. The NBA finals. I don't care if it's the World Series. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl. I don't care if it's the playoffs, the wild card game. I don't want you here. <laughs> I don't want you here. The NBA finals game one of the finals. Don't be here, please. I do not ruin my vibe. Mr. Ant, the great coach. He says, that was me that posted that on your locals. This made me think of you when I saw it. Uh, and when I saw this and I thought about how you always tell us this yourself, he says, had to share this with the coach gang as this shines light on what you teach us, straight bars. Shout out to you. We're talking about the Farrakhan clip. Indeed. Thank you for sharing that, man. That was Mr. Ant the Great that shared that. And then they want to ruin the Super Bowl. Oh, Rihanna's going to perform. Oh, my God. I can't wait to wait. Oh, my God. Fenty. Oh, makeup. All through the first and second quarter. Rihanna's going to come on. Girls, get ready. Rihanna's coming on. Why is the second quarter taking so long? Why are they running out of bounds? Why is the clock not moving? <laughs> oh my goodness who cares about Fenty who cares who cares about Rihanna performing I don't care if I want to see Rihanna perform I'll just call up the umbrella video and that'll be the end of it mm. <laughs> all right anyway yeah that's the halftime show this year 7-1 yeah I think you've been having your head in the sand Rihanna's the halftime show. If you didn't know, you're going to find out very soon. Jesus says, Coachy, I lived on the Cesar Chavez Boulevard in Fresno. In high school, all I did was skateboard. Then in the skateboard parts, it was uh, you were introduced to dope. <laughs> exactly. Then I started writing graffiti. Yeah, boy, you were one of them. Did you wear the baggy pants too? The big baggy pants? Skating? Yeah, man. Shout out to people in Cali. Cali's a little different. It's a nation of its own. So a lot of people that don't know about California and you see black black folks from Cali are different. They are not like the rest of the nation's black folk. 
And people don't never get that. Even black women, they are not the same. They are not the same black folks as the people in America. Callie got different black folks. Callie got different people in general. But whatever you think black is, and then you meet a California black person, it ain't the same as America. <laughs> it ain't the same. Do not put that same bullshit on the rest of the people. We different. We different. Uh, the women are different. The women are super different. And you know how people find out? He says we uppity. Uh, see Snoop. You know how people find out is uh, women that move from the South to Cali, to Southern Cal. So a woman will be like, oh, I'll move from Nashville. I'll move from Memphis. I'll move from Atlanta. And then they'll come to California. And of course, they're like, where are the brothers at? They want to date brothers. And so they touch down. They're in a month. And they're like, let's go where all the black people go. <laughs> we intermixing we're we're not there's not just uh, go to roscoe's and chipping chicken and waffles waffles or they'll be like let's go to you know i want to date brothers they'll go out with a brother that's from california and they'll be like what is wrong with this dude <laughs> they'll be like what what is good she just moved in from atlanta just moved in from memphis kansas city and she's like why the brothers don't want to date us because brothers who grow up there, you got, you, you, everybody's there. Not brothers don't be just starving for sisters in California. Because sisters are the least, they're the least available. Unless you live in the little pockets of South LA. Even then, it's somewhat mixed. Even now, because there's regentrifying those West Hollywood and that. Everybody's around you. So you don't have that sense of being like, ah, I can't wait till a black woman shows up. You don't have that in California. There's Latinas and Asians. That's what you're going to find in Southern California. That's the majority of women you're going to bump into. And that's outside of the little pockets. You got to get outside of the little, little pockets. Even Inglewood's getting, Inglewood's getting gentrified. So it's a little bit different, man. We different. We different. So shout out to uh, Adam says, did you see Kanye on Alex Jones? I did. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment. Let's see here. He said, that's how Miami is. You have to compete. Sisters are at the bottom of the list. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You just can't be like, just put that whole, oh, you a black man. I'm a black woman. Let's make this work out now. I mean, if he's just interested in black women, he's going to have them. He's going to have them. But if he's not, he has plenty of options. I think the percentage yeah, somebody said New York. It's like that. I think if once you move out of the Midwest, the Midwest and the South is different. New York, coastal areas. Um, I think black women make up 9% of women in Southern California. 9%. Right? 9%. Look it up yourself. Now, that's a lot of people population-wise because California has 40 million people. So 9 million, that would be seem to be uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be 400,000. <laughs> but that's not a lot because California is spread out. So, but if you do the math, that means 91% are not black. 91% of the women are not black. They're going to be Latino and Asian and white, white, Latino, and Asian. So it's crazy. And all Asians, all kinds. You're going to have Cambodians, Filipinos. Uh, Filipinos, Vietnamese, go to go to Garden Grove, go to Westminster, go to um, 
Uh, you got uh, Armenians go to Burbank and Glendale. That's Armenian. Um, anywhere in the South Bay, that's going to be Latino. If you want whites, go to the Valley, uh, which is going to be Reseda and up to Thousand Oaks. Then if you want a little bit of a mix, go to Oxnard um, and Ventura. You're going to get a quite a eclectic mix. And then if you want to go Orange County, going to be white and Latino and Asian, white, Latino, white, Latino and Asian. You go down to San Diego, it's going to be quite the mix, but the least are going to be black. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it's a weird, weird thing, man. And you can get them any size, any shape, and it's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, Escondido or you go to Oceanside is going to be in a mix because that's a military town. So you're going to get a lot of blacks, whites, Latin. You're going to get everybody in Oceanside. Do Armenians date blacks? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's, I mean, not all of them, but yeah. I don't think in Southern California there's a sense of I wouldn't date black. The ones who don't make it apparent, it's apparent. But uh, yeah, I've seen Armenians date blacks. I dated, I dated Armenian chicks. The thing is, Armenian chicks... Because Kim Kardashian's Armenian, if you want to know. Kim Kardashian is Armenian. Uh, the Kardashian family. Any that anytime you see that D-I-A-N, Kardashian, Tarkanian, that's Armenian. So you see that D D-I-A-N or that I-A-N ending in the name. That's a dead giveaway for Armenian. All right. So uh Kardashian has the their half Armenian. All right. So with that being said, do Armenian chicks date? Black men, they obviously do, but they are, they also hover around the same pockets, right? So Glendale, Burbank is in, in Pasadena and some areas like that. That's an, that's an Armenian area. And there's a lot of them. So once you go in there, it's going to be different because they, they hang tight. They tight, you know what I mean? They tight and they, they act, they funny acting too. <laughs> Don't get me talking. They funny acting. <laughs> them women man they 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 something else boy they something else you got to know how to treat all these cultures you got to know how to treat all these cultures and growing up in southern california you meet cultures that you won't meet anywhere else because there's you might have some other in other places of course new york and might you might have some in other places but you don't have them by the numbers by the numbers the numbers are gonna you're gonna deal with not one armenian you're gonna deal with thousands of them you go to burbank and glendale Somebody said, damn, Bilzerian is Armenian, called it. Yep. So, you know, that's the stuff that you learn just growing up there. Okay. Shout out to my Armenian people in Burbank and Glendale. Sperm Bank, as we used to call it. We called it Burn Bank. We used to call Burbank Sperm Bank. All right. Uh, this show is this show is going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard to keep up. Be very careful with emotionally abusive relationships. Okay. We're going to talk about that really quick. Let's pull this up. Uh, this is an emotionally abusive younger woman here. This is what domestic violence against men look like. All right. So let's play it. This is the happy photos. Happy photos. Uh, what, because just because this absolute second, you're not currently hitting me. Stop, you think that you haven't been. Just stop fucking raising voice. I'm raising fucking voice. Stop fucking raising fucking voice at me. Stop. Sister going crazy. Why the fuck do you keep doing it? I'm literally like, stop. Stop. All right, let's go to the video. This is them. Um, Stop hitting me. I can't tell. Is this a sister? She looks like. 
How do you like it now? She's. Uh oh. Yeah. So, oh, she going crazy. So this says this is who she really is, and he's even recording her. I don't think that's helping. She definitely is in her master splinter vibe. So let's go ahead and pull that up. She definitely is in her. Uh, this is what they look like when they at home with you. You ever want a girl? I want a beautiful girl, an Instagram model. Yeah, when they're at home with you, they looking like master splinter. That's what she, exactly what she looked like. So don't think the girl's always going to be glammed up when she living with you. When you live with a woman, they dress all the way down. They don't not put on their eyelashes when they with you. All right, let's continue. That is your fault. That is your problem. <laughs> My goodness. All right, boy. Uh, be careful out there with your mate selection. Make sure they have their mentals. Uh, they're not taking medication. These are the rules that we apply to you guys just so you don't get caught in these situations. Statistically, women are more victimized by physical domestic violence, but many men don't report being victims of domestic violence. And not only that, statistically, we shared we shared that 70 percent of the physical domestic violence that is committed against women. 70% of the cases, the woman in uh, instigated the violence. As you can see here, she has done some hitting, but uh, she is the one instigating and continuing the conversation. So be careful with your mate selection. We're not going to go too much more over that because I went over Southern California today. So we're going to go to the next episode, which is going to be this man right here. And uh, this is a man who was fought for his child. Against all odds, this is a young black man here. Um, he looks like he had a baby with a gordita, or I'm not sure. She, I don't know what she is, but man gets his daughter back eight months after she was adopted without his permission. Let's talk about father right, father's rights, real quick. It says right here is something that no parent should ever have to experience: being separated from their child. Well, good luck with that. In one Southern California man's case, his daughter was adopted without his permission, and he faces the possibility of never seeing her again. Christopher Emmanuel had to endure months of fighting in court before he was reunited with his daughter, Skylar. I didn't know if I would ever see her again, said Chris, founder of Sky is the Limit Foundation. Shout out to him. He says, I always wanted to be a great dad. Now, this flies in the face of the stereotype of men or black men in general or men or men in general, black men specifically, is that they're deadbeats. They left. They ran away. They didn't want no parts of it. But many times, men want to do be parts of their kids' lives, but they have to jump through all kind of hoops and hurdles and pay legal fees to get what their uh, DNA rights are, just to stand up for their rights. And some men say, 
I can't afford to fight. I don't have time to fight. I don't have the money to fight. And it's sad that men have to fight for their kids and pay for their kids and pay legal fees and lawyers and all kinds of shit and chase people around, hire private investigators to just get their father's rights. This is crazy. It's super petty. And Christopher said his girlfriend put their newborn up for adoption without telling him. You don't hear these stories, do you? Quote, I was lost. I was hurt. I was confused because I wanted to ensure that I could be there for my child. He told this news station. He has filed uh, to be added as Skyler's father on the state's response uh, on the state's responsible fatherhood registry, which is supposed to notify him if the mother puts the kid up for adoption. Of course, she probably literally tried to not make that happen. But when a Southern California family filed to adopt her just days later, their paperwork didn't list him. As reported by the New York Post. Now, many women do these things, too. They do this at the schools. They do this at daycares. They do this in all kinds of places, hospitals. They won't put you on the emergency contact. They won't put you on the parent list. They won't put you on the coach for the flag football team. They won't tell them to put your email or your phone number. They'll intentionally leave you off. This is called uh, uh, baby mama terrorism 101. I can write a whole book. Me and Mr. Palmer should write a book on baby mama terrorism 101. They literally will not put your name when they could. The, 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 the papers passed around, the, the coach or the school will say, put everybody's name on here that needs to get the information. They'll literally leave you off, but they won't put your name on the child. So they won't leave your name off the child support paperwork. This is called parental alienation. Now, when you call this stuff out, they'll be like, this is petty. You just hurt and bitter. And I've done this. I've done this where we went to open houses for the kids school. And since I have two kids, we will dice it up. We would be like, you go to this class, we'll go to that class. We would dice up. We would split up because we couldn't go to everybody's class. We have two kids. In my class, the, the teacher will hand out the papers. Okay, everybody put all the parent emails and phone numbers. I'll put both parents. And the classes she goes to, she just puts herself. And then when the emails start coming out, the teachers start saying, hey, aren't you getting the emails? Hey, we invited this. We needed $5 for that. We had a, a pizza party. We needed this. We needed that. You don't respond. But soon as there's some shit that needs to happen, $50, $100, some field trips, some bullshit, then, they, then the baby mama's calling you up. Um, did you get the email? No, I didn't get the damn email. <laughs> How do I get the email? But they want to make you look bad by keeping you not informed. Guys, this is baby mama terrorism 101. And it's a petty thing to do. It is not enough to take them to court. You can't take them to court for shit like this because the, the judges are not going to do anything. So it's petty for you to argue it. Not only that, it's petty for you to approach her. You need to put the kids, my name on the papers. She can like, screw you. They make you look bad to the administration because you left out, right? So this is what people do. I'm telling you, they do this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, and there's no recourse. Now, let you do some shit like this. You do some petty shit like this, she will have documented every time you do it, and she'll be in court. She'll be in court. And when you're in court telling them, well, she, she did the same thing to me, judges will be looking at you. <laughs> okay? And they do that. Dude, I they literally was experiencing this last spring. Last spring. But 
fortunately, the way I got around it is I was always present in the kids' school. Like I was a PTA member. I did fundraisers at the kids' school. So the teachers were always contacting me. And then they will tell me, oh, your ex-wife talking shit about you. <laughs> but they don't want to get involved. But they like, damn. I had one teacher say, I had one teacher say, how long have y'all been divorced? I was like, oh, almost 10 years. She was like, damn, your ex-wife still throwing you under the bus. 10 years later, the teacher pulled me to the side. and was like, damn, and she ain't got over it yet. That's basically how the teacher was talking like, the fuck? <laughs> But literally against the parent agreement, this is against the parenting agreement. They're not supposed to keep school pictures away from you. They're not supposed to keep information away from you. Sports pictures, nothing. Nothing. So just know that what this is going through, I've been there. It's, it's a sad situation. And it makes you look bad. It makes you look bad or it's an attempt to make you look bad and ill-informed Ill about what your own kid's going through. And it's as simple as just putting the phone number of the father and the email. And then she can never, she never has to deal with you. Like if you don't have the email, you're not getting the information and you don't show up. She could say, I gave them the information. But they withhold information to make you look bad. All right. So uh, sad story here. This guy has gone through that. Somebody says, I coach my son's hockey and baseball team, always active in my kid's life. Um, so anyway. I did the same thing in order to get around not seeing my kids. I coached all their sports and I coached, I was on the PTA and I was a volunteer at their kids school at my kids school. So I saw them almost all the time at, at and um, still was throwing dirt on my name. <laughs> so you got to be careful guys. Um, most guys don't can't afford to have done that. And I put my life on hold to be able to do that at that critical time. Let me see here. Where we at here? It's very child childish how they act. Yeah, somebody says it says right here. My daughter was in San Diego, California, with the prospective adoptive couple, where her name is changed. Her name is changed. I had medical documentation calling my daughter another name, and she was never legally adopted. Christopher said court records show that her that his paternal rights were terminated without his permission, according to ABC News. But Christopher fought to get his daughter back. How was his parenting rights terminated? Almost a, uh, after almost a year, Skyler was sent back to him and the courts granted to devote father's sole custody of her as they should. The mother should not get custody at all. And she should not even fight for it as well as being the sole carrier or sole carer. sole carer for his daughter, Skyler Christopher now travels across the U S educating fathers on their parental rights through his Sky is the Limit Foundation. Let's give him a round of applause for this. And hopefully maybe he's watching this. We're highlighting his thing here. Uh, any adoption process which allows a child to be adopted without both parents' permission clearly needs reviewing. I cannot imagine the agony that Christopher went through. Thankfully, Skylar is now back where she belongs, and, I'm, and I wish them both a very happy future together. Please share. All right, we're sharing the story, and I'll probably share this on Twitter. Uh, here's the man right here. And uh, here's the this is the one time that I will show a child. But uh, this is the gentleman here with his daughter and all fathers need daughters. Unfortunately, baby mama terrorists see otherwise and they will push the father out of the child's life. And then when the daughter's life is a catastrophe, they'll blame the father. It is all Jermaine's fault. 
It's always Jermaine. Now, anybody never tell me that I don't tell you good news? All right, I'm not all doom and gloom. We have a success story here. We just shared it with you. Okay, let me check. Um, We're going to get to the main event here in a minute. So that means I got to check the Super Chats before we get on. Did I get O'Neal Perez? I did get you. Shout out to Target. He says, I just started following the Manosphere this year in CGA for the last two months, and I have learned so much more than my last 17 years, and I'm 29 years old. Thank you, man. Good to be here, man. Wait a minute. We on the dark side, but so don't get too scared. I'm a little bit further. I'm a little bit further along in my in my walk in this life. So don't think you could just start where I'm at. <laughs> All right, but good to see you here. We give you information that is not available to through the mainstream. They don't want you to know this stuff. And I want you to know, I don't lie over here. We tell you the honest to goodness truth. And nobody will ever call me a liar. They might disagree. They might say I'm a little bit harsh. They might say I'm bitter and hurt. And all of those things might be true. But we don't lie. We tell you the honest to God truth. And you should know this. In the meantime, a, a podcast for men. Shout out to you. He says, Utah has some of the most beautiful, physically fit women in the country. And yes, due to social media, even Mormon women are getting tainted, tatted up now. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. I used to, when I lived there, it was around 2000, 2005. Before, before, before social media, I mean, we had, we had MySpace and uh, all of that. But then I would say, and I've actually said this, Utah at that time had the most Beautiful, meaning beautiful, plain oriented women, like without effort. Now, you can dispute that by saying, no, Miami. Oh, but those women are very much dolled up most of the time. Not only are they dolled up and made up, they're implanted up, right? They go overboard and lip injected up, all right? So that takes away what I'm talking about. I'm talking about women that just get up, brush their hair, and go to the store. We're not talking about women that tap put caterpillars on their eyelids and pounds and pounds of makeup. All right, I'm talking about natural women. Natural. Utah has it by far. By far. Natural. All right, so, I and I, trust me, I've been everywhere. And yes, I have a preference, but I've been everywhere. When you talk about people just going to do their daily thing, natural. Utah has everybody beat. But when you want to talk about glam and booty and all of that shit, there's not that in Utah. <laughs> you ain't get that in Utah. Utah doesn't can't compete. Utah can't compete. If you want to talk about that and slutty and twerking, twerking, twerking bitches and nightclub and freaking and, 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 and yeah, that's don't go to Utah for that. Colorado, <laughs> Colorado is a close second, but it's in between. It's in between. Castle Rock and Boulder. <laughs> so you got to stay between there. Once you go down to Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and you go west to Alamosa, it's going to get ugly real fast. It's going to get ugly. They have a small area or region where you got to hang around, and most of them people ain't from. <laughs> Let me see. Utah's changed though. Don't go there now. It's off. It's off the rip. Because now Instagram and see, like back then, back then the Mormon chicks were isolated from the bullshit. 
but they started to get curious right when I was there because I, I was actually doing some work down there in Utah and uh, some Utah chicks got curious and there's some swinging going there too. There's some swinging going on there too. Uh, anyway, one mic at a time says, coach off topic, but I wanted to let you know that it's barbecue in there. <laughs> yeah, we live in a culture now that um, that uh, there was a time. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a time that you could go from one state to another and the people would be different. Not only would the people be different, it would look different. You basically get off the plane and everybody would look different. They would apply their makeup different. The women would. They would dress different. The men would dress different. I mean, not just some people. Everybody would look different. Everybody would sound different. I grew up in that time, and now that's not the case. You get off the plane now, everybody look the same, damn near talk the same, damn near wearing the same goddamn thing. And then when you get in the car, you see the dang, same goddamn strip malls, the same basketball arenas, the same, everything looked the same. Everything, you do, you leave one region, you go to the next, you go down there, you go to the damn strip mall or the damn shopping center, they're going to have the Best Buy, the Lowe's, the Home Depot. It looked... <laughs> Everybody just hodgepodge, just homogenized into one person. Same, same airport, same way out, same taxi driver, same trees, same, same bill, houses look the same cookie cutter everything cookie cutter but back in the day you used to get off used to yeah used to get used to used to get off the plane and be like wow the people in texas look crazy them britches had big old big old texas hair big old country booty big country titties they face look painted on honey child come here sugar Come here, honey child. Come on over here. Let me pinch you over there. Let me give you a little kiss. Mm, let me kiss you over there, honey child. That's how they sound. And you come on here, man. These people crazy. Dudes with belts, the big old belts, look like World Wrestling Federation Championship belts. And they walk all funny and they had their little cowboy hat on. Hey, yeehaw. You go to somewhere in Atlanta, country is a mother sucker. Country ass people. Walking around, had got straws in their mouth. They would climb trees in Atlanta. They'd be climbing trees. they walk around barefoot outside. All they had was uh, shorts and a T-shirt. Nothing, nothing swaggy. <laughs> Country-ass people in Atlanta. They jump in the damn, they jump in the damn, uh, the lake, the river. They go in there and grab a fish out by themselves. They cut it open when they was 12. It was different back in the day. You go to Atlanta. Now, I go from Atlanta to Memphis, same shit. I go to Memphis to Detroit, same shit. I go from Detroit to Milwaukee, same shit. Go to Milwaukee to South Central LA, same shit. Everybody doing the same goddamn thing. And the minute you do something, we got to get rid of this idea that, what, like, I got to ask you something. Like, what do black folks do? Because the minute you do something, they call it white. Because what black folks do is chill. We chill. Hold on for a second. We love, we the kings of chill. We can chill like a mother sucker. We get together. What y'all doing? We just chilling. Every now and then somebody might get booked. We just chilling. We just scrolling and chilling. Well, I think I'm going to go fishing. 
tradition. That sound white. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna go get uh, ride a skateboard. That sound like some white shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think I'll fly a kite. Man, are you white? No matter what you do, it's white. You know what I mean? You got to go, all right, let's play some spades then. Yeah, CAO, yeah, you a real one now. Spades, yes, there you go. All right, you know, Big Joker right there. We got Big Joker right around here. What y'all got? How many books y'all got? You know what I mean? Don't renege around here. You know what I mean? Get them cards right there. Don't flip them up. I flip one over right there. Uh-huh, spread it around here. Pick up your book. How many books you got, homie? How many books you got? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All up. You'd be like, I think I'm gonna go for a jog. Jogging? You going to jog? <laughs> You'd be like, kind of white shit is that? Jogging? Don't jog in too far in the south. You are gonna get shot like that boy do? <laughs> we don't jog around here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You bet not renege, man. What you got? You got three books? You got three books? What you got? I think I got about 50, 11 books, man. All right, put it down there. We about to run a Boston on them. Put that 10 down there. Put that 10 down there. Put it down there. No, man. Yo, yo. As long as you cover your books, you better cover your books. Because I got, I, I'm spade tight over here. You better make sure you cover them books. Hey, you said you got three, right? You better get all three. Run that Boston. <laughs> Anyway, you going to paint your house? You got a motorcycle? You white. Anyways, let's go. Uh, Brown 310, shout out to you. Let me go. John Ellison said college athletes are demonized or penalized for accepting gifts, but women get a pass all the time. Yes, indeed. Yep. Hey, you can't be my partner, Brandon. Talk about I got five in a possible. No. You ain't got no possibles. You need to get them books. He trying to let that 10. He trying to let that damn jack of spades ride. I got the jack. Look, You know what I mean? I got king, queen, and jack. And I got the ace and the little joker. I got a possible. That jack gonna walk. No, don't put that damn jack down. Because you know somebody cutting. You know somebody cutting. <laughs> anyway. By the time you got, if you got all them spades, somebody cutting by the time you throw that shit out there. Anyway. Where we at, man? Let's stop bullshitting. Shout out to Obi Trices. Coach, have you ever thought about starting a gaming channel? I did. That was my worst view channel. That was my worst view channel. So I could not get that gaming channel popping. So, but but if you go, if you don't know, uh, my channel, CGA Game, is now a sports channel. So my gaming channel, and of course, I didn't play games that were interesting to most people. They were sports games. So I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, I don't get into like fa fantasy games. But uh, there's my there's my gaming channel right there. 5.1K 5. 5. subscribers. But most of them are now new uh, videos. They were sports. But there's my gaming channel right there. I play mostly sports games. So that's why, you know, you got to pop off. To pop off on sports games, you got to be really good. And I was, eh. The CGA run game channel. CGA got game. The production of the sports channel was way more than any other production that I did. It was the least, it was the most production channel. It required the most production with the least views. I was like, something's got to give. All right, let's get to the main event right here. Uh, let's see. This is a woman. Do black women marry down while white women marry up? Let's listen to this clip. 
and you can vote. We got 75. Uh, make, make sure you voted on this clip here. Many men are saying black women marry down if they do marry at all, which we'll talk about. But this guy right here tried to drop some science. Let's listen to him. Historically, women always married up. Wouldn't that mean that men married down? Absolutely. So men in that case would be settling, right? A lot of men settle. A lot of men settle. A lot I of agree men, with that. A, a lot, lot of men, men settle. settle. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But see, there's a real conversation in that that you ain't ready for. White women marry up. Okay. And most of our sisters marry down, but you're not yeah, ready I, for that I, I conversation. Okay, he said white women marry up, but we'll we'll show you examples where they don't. But we're gonna be general in general. We're not gonna talk about people that live in the woods and the sticks. We gotta take them out of the category. And, and matter of fact, take anybody out of the Louisiana Purchase territories. All right, they don't really count. But let's continue. That that could take you a whole other place right now. And I told you I've been drinking, so you might want to get that mic. So <laughs> no, but let's 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 explore though. Why do you believe that? Um, most white women marry up and, you know, minorities, black women marry up. Because white women have been trained by their mothers to marry up. The man is supposed to take care of you. The man is the head of the household, where a lot of times, a lot of our sisters have been told that black men ain't shit. You feel what I'm saying? I can do it for myself. I made it on my own. True. But you're not ready for that conversation. Get that he mic said, off me because I've been drinking. <laughs> he said, get out. Because so he letting the drink sway the conversation. Somebody set that up, uh, sent that to me. What do you guys think on that one? There's some data that I get what he's saying. He's saying in general, suburban white women, yes, they are probably going to be geared toward. The, the conversation I was having is that um, that I tend to have with people is most of the time with suburban white women. And I've lived in the suburbs for many, many years. Um, they typically, typically do not go backwards in lifestyle. Okay, they typically don't go backwards in lifestyle. So somebody mentioned earlier, this is a class thing. So if you're coming in, I don't care what race of man you are, and you meet up with a suburban woman who grew up in a gated community or a good school, and she was in the upper echelon of popularity or class in that school, it's going to be damn near difficult for you to run game on her because for her, she's going to look and say, well, I would have to go backwards in lifestyle for you. Meaning, let me give you an example. She now listen, this is not 100%. Every now and then you'll be able to pull her over and all that stuff, but the family's going to be guarding her. If she grew up in a house, if she grew up in a house and you don't have a house and you want to bring her back to an apartment lifestyle, that shit is not going to fly. Nine times out of 10, it's not going to fly. Now, I know that's one guy that's going to say, no, 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 that's not true. Yes, of course. And we're speaking in general. Yes, every now and then you might be able to pull, but but you don't have a car or you barely have a functioning car. She had a car at 16. Not only did she have a car at 16, she had a BMW 3 Series at 16. You've never had a BMW 3 Series, and the one you might get is 10 years old. She grew up in a house all her life. It's going to be damn near impossible to cross that class structure, and her parents and her moms go pull her to the side and go, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> and then she might even go mm, me moving to your two-bedroom apartment i think not so the class wise i get it so that group of people is going to be difficult for them to downgrade and because that's a downgrade 
that's a downgrade. Now, all people not are like that. You might have some that are in your class as well. And are they trained to do the same thing? Typically, white women do play the stereotypic, stereotypical woman that gets walked over, trophy wife. They're willing to play that. They will smarten up real quick. And they'll many times push in their chips, although they're getting more feminist as well, trying to follow what black women are doing, which is somewhat unsuccessful, but they're making their own money and careers. I actually know I've trained, I've trained suburban couples. And I have several examples of this, several where the wife will be a stay at home wife, but she'll be a lawyer. Like she'll have a law degree. And every now and then, every season, she'll do some part-time law work. But what would happen is, and I know three women that I trained that are like that. They were lawyers, but stay-at-home moms. And then what would happen is they want to go get in. They want to use it, and they will do it, but they would do it from home. And what would happen is they would quit the job. They would quit the job. And I was like, are you still doing that law thing on the side? She's like, I quit. And I say, why? Because she said they would try to pull me in to get more work out of them. And they were putting too much work for her uh, available hours. And so she would be like, she, and they, all of them, I know three women like that. They would quit. I also trained a woman who was married and she was the secondary, meaning she was the secondary parent. Her husband designed golf courses around the country and she was a doctor. She's a doctor. And she was a submissive secondary wife. She would pick up the kids and all that shit. She had her own doctor's practice. You know what I mean? It was like. Now, when you see this in the high, I live, this was in Newport Beach. So, again, this is a bubble. This is like living Martha's Vineyard or higher end of New York uh, or Miami, Manhattan. This is not the norm. But you did see that. I saw that too many times. And I would be like, damn, these people got degrees, education in their stay at home moms. And that way, they had an entire structure. They were able to keep their class system going, and they married up enough where they didn't have to do the, the, the work. They didn't have to do the work. I also trained a woman who was uh, the opposite. She owned a family law firm of about several attorneys, but she, she probably she was in her, she was close to her 60s and whatnot, and her husband was successful as well. So it wasn't that she put the career ahead of the family. She still married up and still was able to get her business and whatnot. You know what I mean? It was it, it was just different like that. It was just different like that. So when I saw that, I saw that on a routine basis all the time and was like, man, this is some different shit. Now, what typically happens, what this guy is saying is that black women tend to say um, economically, the men are beneath them. They will treat them like they beneath them. The men aren't competing economically. So he's saying they have to marry down and that they accept marrying down or marrying what they assume is an equal partnership. I don't hear these people that I trained ever say they were in an equal partnership. I never heard them say that. And they were both successful. And they both had big houses and good cars. They had the SUVs, lease. They had, they had the whole thing. I never once heard them say we're in an equal partnership. And I never once heard the women who were the lawyers that were stay-at-home moms go, I could be doing so much better by myself. With that being said, those people get divorced too, all right? Those people don't have great marriages all the time either. They just play the role. 
which is sometimes they're just kind of masking over the bullshit, right? They mask that they're happy families. They mask that they're, it doesn't mean they have a successful marriage, but what we're saying is as a whole, they would, that woman with that degree would never marry down. She would never say, I'll, I'll leave this husband and I'll go down by myself. I'll be by myself or I'll marry a guy and go live in his apartment. I don't think they grew up like that because they already grew up. They already they always grew up in a house, two parent household, stable cars in the driveway. Maid comes in every other day. They cannot go back to no apartment shit. There's no way. They would never marry down or date down like that. They might fornicate down. Yes, they do get their back blown out. Yes. Not saying they're perfect, but when it comes over here, when you go over here, we're not seeing this. We're not seeing this all the way. I think if you go to places like Houston, you might see it for black couples. You do see this in Louisiana with the bougie Louisiana couples that will do stuff like that. He'll work the plant and be somewhat successful. She'll have her. She won't marry down, but that's older couples. You might see this somewhere in the South, maybe Atlanta. I can't use Atlanta. Atlanta is a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, interesting conversation. Interesting. Oh, matter of fact, if you do marry a black woman, y'all can live in an apartment and it will be no big deal. It's kind of like a stepping stone. It's kind of like what, what would happen in some place, in most places. You could be like, hey, uh, boo, let's get it together. And she could have a job that's slightly better than yours. And she'll do some shit like, you can move into my one-bedroom, three-bathroom townhouse. Mm. <laughs> right? You can, And then she'll say, we can write it out in this condo. And then hopefully, and then they'll use delusions of grandeur. And he'll be eating sunflower seeds with his hat cock, playing video games all day. And she'll get pissed. But she'll she'll be in a relationship with that guy, right? Yeah, one bedroom, three bathroom. She he'll look like this. <laughs> I know we're gonna show him again. My favorite guy. This, this is the this is the marriage we're talking about right here. This right here. And because he's thugging enough, and he might even have a little degree, he might have a little associate's degree, and he's thugging enough, and he can blow her back out and all of that stuff. And I'm just stereotyping the guy he may not be what we're talking about but this is an example <laughs> you know the pookster you know what i mean he'll come in and oh you know he'll put two babies in her and and uh you know he'll be a street hustler and all of that shit and he could have got shot a couple of times and she nursed him you know she's a nurse and she nursed him back to health and he pees in the bag and all that shit you know he said they look happy to me. Yeah, they happy. They happy. They happy. You know, they might make it last forever. They might go all the way. But they'll always probably, you know, they'll be in their two-bedroom apartment the entire time. But you won't see this. You kind of won't see them go all the way to the top of the next echelon, the next class. They'll kind of just stay in. Let me get a city here. What kind of city would they stay in? What city? What city do this, does this represent? Somebody give me a city. Birmingham. She nursed his wounds. Yeah. She nursed them. He had she had the uh Florence Nightgale effect. Is this Baltimore? <laughs> oh, not Baltimore. This is a typical Baltimore Jacksonville for sure. All right. Anyway. Yeah, this is a good this is a good couple right here. 
But for her, it's about love and she'll make it last forever, but she'll have forever frustrations, forever frustration. So we see the poll. 77% people do believe that black women are trained to marry down. Why? Are they trying to exhibit a control over the man? Do they like to be over the control of the man? Could they be in a situation where the man controlled her? Like you would assume that the white women are trained to, hey, go after, just make sure you have the house, the car, and then have something to fight over in the divorce, as opposed to chasing Pookie's ass around, trying to serve his ass. That ain't Seattle. Seattle, the, the person would be definitely plumper than that. Pleasantly plumper. Um, and of course, people were saying, if you joined us early, there is an example that potentially might not fit this stereotype. Obviously, if you go anywhere in West Virginia, you know, you're around West Virginia, white folk, white folk in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, white folk in Jacksonville, white folks in the panhandle of Florida. Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't apply to all white folk in San Bernardino. <laughs> you know, yeah. That that type of stuff, white folk in 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 Corvallis, Oregon, in Idaho, outside of Boise, somewhere near Pocatello, white folk in uh, Wyoming, <laughs> Mobile, Alabama, Ohio, yeah, you know, yeah, Pensacola, yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> when we when we argue these points, then we talk about the white folk in your area. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Now we're not talking about them. <laughs> White folk in Burn, Bur uh, Binghamton, New York. Yeah, you know, uh, you know the country areas in New York, Western Pennsylvania. You know these white folk. Yeah, that don't apply, and they look happy too. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't put down that the fact they happy together. <laughs> oh man anyway that's an interesting subject all right let me get to the contributions they at least they happy huh they happy so let's not rain on a parade they happy they happy together but i thought that was an interesting clip i didn't really have the complete answer because it depends but i see what he's saying there i see what he's trying to say and sisters what what can we do about this what do y'all want to do Shout out to, well, we got Cash App, but we got Cash App all over the place. Did you say that earlier? Oatmeal Daddy says, tell Ashante, ask gas or cash. Woo, I believe. Ask gas or cash. If you missed that part of the show earlier, Ashanti's complaining that a man that gave her free production wanted to later sleep with her or take a shower with her, and we had to put her in her place. Ladies, what is the answer? I trained you. I've trained you. The answer is stop taking free stuff. Stop being entitled to free stuff. Stop thinking people are just being nice, giving you free stuff. Men don't give people just free stuff, especially expensive stuff like production that he later did put $40,000 on. Oh, well, then you pay me my $40,000. And she was like, what? But you were willing to take it for free. See, this is, the, this is the thing that you put yourself in. I used to actually tell, you know, women that I dated, I'm like, don't take free stuff from another dude. Why? They buying me free shoes. Don't. No. You can't do that, especially with me. No, 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 no. You ain't getting no shoes from them no more. No. And then they make you out to be the goofball. Oh, you controlling and insecure. Stop taking free stuff. 
and you won't find yourself in these dumbass situations that you keep putting yourself in. Ashanti trying to play the victim. And he had the nerve to ask me to get in the shower naked with him. Of course he did. He gave you $80,000. He gave you the equivalency of $80,000. And you think, what? Oh, I I thought he was being nice. Nest Egg says nothing. Oh, no, you said free agent for life. All right, GS Inc. Shout out to you. Thank you for your super chat. Did I get Mr. T? Uh, T- oh, yep, man. What happened? These got out of order. Loud pockets. Shout out to them cheap ninja watchers in the building. Thank you for y'all. We appreciate y'all. At least hit the like button in the building. Robert says, shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to CGA. <laughs> Vince has said, flirting the whole time. Yeah, flirting in and <laughs> curling, twirling your hair and oh. And showing your booty and playing with your titties, pushing them all up, and then you, and then you give them free stuff. They laughing at you. They doing the, you know the, the hyena cackle. Shout out to uh, what's the content creator's name? It's a woman, black woman. Oh man, listen. If I'd never remember your name, don't be offended. <laughs> Her name is uh, the Crimson Cure. I want to say her name is Kendra. <laughs> Kendra cracks me up. The uh, Crimson Cure, Kendra. She's underrated. Um, she um, she always thought about the hyenas. All right, the hyenas. So um, that hyena laugh that um, that black women do when they getting over on you, they'd be like, ah! <laughs> and they'd be high-fiving each other with their damn long-ass nails, <laughs> fat-ass, chubby-ass fingers, laughing at you, laughing at you. And you know what's the problem is they're doing that thinking they getting over on you. And then when you come back with the receipt, they acting like, huh? He said fish grease all over it. Corn chips all in the bottom of their fingernails. And they just a hyena cackling. Girl, uh-huh. Ooh, you sure told him, honey child, girl. Uh-huh. They laughing at you. And Ashanti was probably laughing. Uh-huh. Ooh, girl. I made him give up all that production. All I did was show a little bit of tail. I wiggle my little tail feather. And mm, he gave me that production. Soon as he came back, uh, you need to. She said, soon, soon as he came back and told her to drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. She was sitting like this here. <laughs> Here we go, like, huh? Yeah, it's time to pay the piper. She like, huh? And she went back to everybody. He wanted me to drop that neck. It's barbecue in there. He like, yeah, baby, you gotta pay for that. Your rent's due. Oh, you father. thought that was free? Oh, baby, you thought that was free? <laughs> Take them panties off. It's time to pay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I thought you was being, I thought you was being the homie. He's like, wait a minute, who are you? Grab them ankles. Yeah. I'm going to take my $80,000 worth out. Now, again, is that the right thing to do? No. Did he play it right? I disagree. I don't think he should have played it like that. I think he should have made her pay up. Bish, there ain't no free lunch. But now you throwing me under the bus and you got dudes coming knocking at my door like I did you wrong. No, 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 baby. You did me wrong. Thinking that there's a free lunch out here. 
He said, touch them toes. Touch them toes. That's what I'm going to need you to do. Or toot that ass up or face down ass up. However you like it. I don't know what you want. But I know what I want. <laughs> Shit. I'm telling you, man, people think he says these crows always want something for nothing. They want to give up nothing. They literally be like, free, give it to me. Give it. Just give, 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 give. As soon as you ask for one little thing, you'd be like, let me just put the head in. Oh, my God. Sexual assault. This is harassment. Ladies, do you hear me? This is what I teach women in my life. This is what I teach my daughter. Y'all always want to know. I bet you don't teach your daughter this shit. This is what I teach her. Don't take nothing from no ninja for free. They going to come back. With they holding a Johnson. But women be like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what you talking about? And then they be all, they be like, hey, uh, can you get me out of this predicament? Can you get me out of this predicament? This guy had a nerve to sexual harass me. He gave me all this music for free. And then he showed up like this. Back by the man that was big as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he showed up back by the man, and now he big. You know what I mean? He all swolled up. Pause. Jason Webb, salute, coach. Just showing support, fam. Thank you for being here, man. Thank you. Good to see you again. Who is this in here? Uh, Mr. Phillips is in the building. He says, hey, CGA, do you think? He says, do you think baby mama terrorist got coach prime at? Wait, baby MT got coach bro. Okay, at J, wait, 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 baby MT. I got to look this up because I don't know what that is. Got to give me a clue here. Baby MT or baby mama terrorist. Well, who, who are we talking about? See a baby MT here. Let me see if this is who you're talking about. Is it a girl? Uh, that's not it. Okay, you got to clue me in. Go ahead and write. Go ahead and write it in there. I don't know what that is. A baby, do you think a baby mama terrorist got coach prime at J? JSU. I'm I don't know what, what happened. <laughs> Is, does he have something going on there? This is new. Is this something new going on with Coach Prime? Hmm. You got me you got me curious now. Hold on, man. I gotta watch. They got prime time. What happened? Oh, Pilar Sanders. Are you talking about his old baby mama? His old baby mama, man. All right. Shout out to JC says, just saying, what's up, coach? Thank you, brother. Okay. Grant Cutler says, in five years' times, Vegas Athletics and Vegas Kings. Um, Maybe, did I skip something there? All right. Shout out to you. Uh, In five years' time, Vegas. Oh, you know what? I heard. I heard that the that the um, Oakland A's are trying to stay in Oakland now. So it's kind of sucks, but they're trying to work something out. If they don't work anything out, they'll definitely be here in Vegas. But the next group, if the Oakland A's don't move here, if the Oakland A's don't move here, they look for the California Anaheim Angels to make a move to Vegas. So I think Vegas is looking at that. All right, the, the Oakland A's trying to stay in Oakland with a new stadium, but I'm thinking that they're doing it. Sacramento Kings for probably for sure, or if not an expansion team. But um, he said they must like the dirt. Yeah, they're blockbusting Oakland. Um, I think Oakland is trying to stay. You know, they're trying to get the, they're probably gonna. They got a new mayor, so the mayor's trying to make them stay. But if that doesn't happen, the California Angels have just been put up for sale. 
So just take a look at what's happening there. They're not really doing well in, in Anaheim. They have a great fan base, family base there, but Vegas is the shit. So um, you might be looking at the Las Vegas Angels in Sin City. Yeah, I, that don't even go together. Las Vegas Angels in Sin City? Potentially, that might be what that's what I'm hearing, man. You know, I'll be keeping my head there. If they sell the Angels in Vegas, uh, the Oakland A's don't move to Vegas. That opens up a path for the uh, the Anaheim Angels. I can't receive iTunes donations. No. The Sin City Angels. That, that's going to be it. It's my oxymoron. JC said, just saying what's up. Grant says, what's up with Jerry Stackhouse? I know the police had to come out on Jerry Stackhouse. Lord. Jerry Stackhouse was about to get shot on the basketball court. All right. Did y'all see that? He lost his mind. I can't remember how to. Elia? Elia? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember how to pronounce your name, brother. He said, shout out to the best soundboard operator on this side of the globe. Showing my support. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, brother. What are we doing? Let me give you a sound. Let me give you a soundboard right here. I don't have anything. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Yeah, shout out to We Must Stay Focused. Let me check PayPal and then we'll be ready to get out of here. Blackmail travels? Black men travels? What's going on with uh, Deion Sanders? Are you talking about Pilar Sanders? That's kind of old. But yeah, she did get him. She did get him. Oh, we got quite a few people over here on PayPal. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse is about to get shot on the basketball court. I think he's the head coach at uh, Wake Forest. I can't remember. Jay Cool says, would not be here tonight watching the Bills kick some Patriot tail today. Have fun, Coach Gang. And remember that it is all transactional, so just reject the blue pill programming. It is all transactional. I don't think Barry, Barry Sanders, uh, Deion Sanders' kids are young enough for Pilar to get some money. Oh, he coaches at Vanderbilt. Yes, but they, I think they were. Yeah, he coaches at Vanderbilt. That's going to be an L. All right, shout out to Grease Man Texas. You're right, brother. He says, besides giving me brain and cooking me hot meals, 95% of women I've been with, they're just not that very interesting. My hobbies are photography. Your hobbies are photography, hiking, and working out. Sound like some white boy shit. Anyway. <laughs> All right, he says, most consider that boring, but besides dining and drinking, they have zero hobbies. No, women be like, oh, take me out to dinner. And you sitting in dinner, it's boring. This is why I only take young women out for dinner. All right, I ain't taking no old broad out for no dinner. All right, at least you're going to look good sitting next to me. Shit, just look, just sit over there. All right, don't say nothing to me. I'll be on my phone talking to the waiter, talking to the table next to me. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, you ready to go. Dinner, it, getting dinner is is goofy to me. Getting dinner, oh, let's go out to a great restaurant. Man, I could do that by myself. I don't need you to go with me. You ever do that? The woman will be like, oh, I try. This is this great restaurant I want to try. Well, go try it. <laughs> well, go try the damn thing. All right, you you, you know, I don't need you. It's barbecue in there. I got barbecue in there. I got plenty of leftovers and meal plans. I got salads for my lunches. Go in, go get it, try it yourself. Let me know how it was. Oh, this is a great restaurant. This new restaurant around town. Have you ever tried this restaurant? Uh, no, nah, I never tried it. Oh, I've been looking to try that one. Well, go ahead, sucker. There's barbecue in there. 
<laughs> All right. Marilyn guy says many women try to avoid sweating at the gym because then their clown paint will run off and they end up looking like master splinter in the building. Yes. And then the sisters be like, I don't want to get my hair messed. I'm like, man, this is the mess. All right. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, but it's like a fashion show in there. Mr. Ant, the great suburban white women do marry up, but black women are taught to be strong and independent and never let no man do this and that, et cetera. Meaning if they do get a mate, she's going to, she's not going to want the man to have leverage and power over her. Hence she'll try to pass off that 50, 50 relationship concept onto them or marry down. That's a sad existence, but statistically, as you know, they are the least married since 1950. They are the least married and most divorced. I mean, I'm it's sad. I don't mean I don't mean to pick on them, but it is what it is. All right. I if you want the proof, it's right here. You don't even need no proof. You know what it is, right? 1950. After at least 70 years of roughly rough parity, African American marriages began to fall behind white rates. In 1950, the percentage of white and African American women age 15 and over who were currently married were roughly the same, 67% versus 64%. By 1998, the percentage of currently married white women had dropped by 13% to 58%. But that drop among African-American women was 44% to 36%, more than three times larger. The, the decline for male were parallel. So men were parallel, drop right there. Hispanics continue to marry right here. Um and so forth. So, I mean, listen, you can, you can look at this data all night long. You can crunch numbers. I mean, the, the numbers can be crunched. There's plenty of stuff here that cite this right here. It says right here, a report by the Census Bureau of Marital Trends between 1970 and 1980 showed that the divorce rate among blacks were significantly higher than any other group. And the gap is increasing. The increase in divorce for black women in the last decades was higher than the increase of any single age, sex, racial group, the Bureau said. Psychiatrists and psychologists, family counselors, and divorced people who have interviewed said the cause of this high divorce rate among blacks includes strain experiences by married couples in general, such as changes, uh, changing social attitudes towards marriage and loosening a legal restriction on divorce throughout the country. And all of that shit, all of that, all of that gobbledygook that they're going to say here. Blacks face uh, tenuous economic circumstances, all of that stuff. As they move into the middle class, blacks are bombarded by new challenges experiencing through produce that produce uh, additional stress. Uh, social conditioning facing blacks, including subtle and blatant racism. Black women are more likely than white women to marry men with less education. So there's your answer right there. Black women are more likely than white women to marry men with less education than they have leading to increased friction in relationships. Boom. Mm. There's the answer right there. Hey, look. There's the answer right there. I didn't even read that. Boom. And this is why you hear all of that. I'm educated and we the most educated in all of that shit. But the most student loan debt, statistically, dude, this is a vicious cycle. I mean, they will say they're the most student loan, I mean, the most educated, but they have also the most student loan debt. Yeah, I heard you people. can't help, man. People are people are goofy. People are dumb as hell. <laughs> I look not saying that group of people are dumb as hell, but people do dumb shit. And they literally like they're literally like killing themselves on the back end. I'm like. Same thing as people that say I can raise a kid by myself. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> mm. 
I'm like, you know that don't work. I mean, like, you know that, like, that statistically, that's the worst thing you can do to a child. I mean, throw the child out the window, My, why don't you? Like, you're not giving that kid a chance at, he- at all. But people do it. They'll literally be like, I don't need that. I don't need, I'll do it by myself. I'll just raise them by myself. Like you not you just crippling the chi- the kid. Just put the damn just put the kid in the wheelchair. Just tie one hand behind their back. <laughs> just put the gun in their hand now. Just put put the crack in their hand right now. Just put the crack in their hand. And I and we were talking about age sixteen to thirty. And I want you to think about this: the most of your decisions that will change your life or actually impact your life for the rest of your life will be made between the ages of 16 and 30. Like, when are you most likely to have a baby between 16 and 30? When are you most likely to have a tattoo? 16 to 30. When are you most likely to engage in recreational drugs? 16 to 30. When are you most likely to get your first job? 16 to 30. When are you more likely to get a degree? 16 to 30. Now, that degree is going to affect the rest of your life. That's That's the trajectory for the rest of your life. That's the, when are you the most likely to commit your first crime? Age 16 to 30. When are the most likely you, for you to get arrested and put on probation? Age 16 to 30. Like that's your most important years. But we trick it off. We fumble the bag. We do whatever we do. You, when, are the, when are you most likely to get married? 16 to 30. It, it is the most important years in our lives and we waste it. We waste it and most people can never recover from what they did when they were age 16 to 30. And, but we said, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think the people be like, well, we're still young. No, your whole life is going to be predicated on what you did between 16 to 30. You're going to be playing catch up ball. Once you hit 31, you're going to be playing catch up ball for what you did. And not only that, the people that we were talking about, the suburban whites, They've avoided all of the, they seem to have avoided all the bullshit that you picked up from age 16 to 30. You got, you piled yourself with shit on your back and they got none of it. Meaning they never have a car loan. They get their car when they're 16 and then they, they keep that car until they're 22 and graduate from college. They might very well get um, some money for their college. Maybe their parents will give them a down payment on their home. They're like taking off in life. Their life is going Where's most people's lives going? I don't care what race you are. 16 to 30, you done done some stupid shit. You backwards, your kids, them, your family, you mess you up. Your parents done let you do stupid shit. Let you live at home, not pay no rent, not have a job. The most important years. Age 16 to 30. And I'm going to say 16 to 28. What you do during them years is going to set you off for the rest of your life. A person between the age of 16 and 30 will have had saved 10, 20, 30,000 dollars and have compound interest kick in all for what they did between ages 16 and 30. But y'all out here shaking your ass thinking you could just waste time. Mm-mm. I'm not of that philosophy. And uh, a lot of these parents will be like, well, my kid's suicidal if I put pressure on them. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, look, if they don't want to do shit, they don't want to do shit. <laughs> but what you're not going to do is sit up under me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. 
So if that's the plan. That's what you need to know is what you not going to do is sit down and be a piece of shit under my watch. Mm. <laughs> you better find somebody else's house to do it under. But that's what you're not going to do. So you can do what you want to do, but you ain't coming back here. Meaning I'm not going to kick you out on the street. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. People think I'm going to just kick you my kids out on the street at 18. I, I'm not going to. I will tell them. I will tell them. I will support you. I'll pay your way through college. I don't have to. I'll do it. I'll sacrifice. I'll pay your way through college. You better major in this bull. You better major in this. If you tell me you majored in gender studies or dance or physical education or some shit like that, I ain't paying for it. So you do have parameters. You're going to remember for me dealing with me, you're going to have parameters. People be like, I don't want to do all this shit. And once you leave college, if you decide not to go to college, I'll fund a $10,000 loan. I'll float a $10,000 loan to you to start a business idea. So you better get your wheel spinning. spinning. And if it's a good idea, I'll invest 10 grand. Your first $10,000, I'll put that shit behind your business. And I'll put some I'll put some elbow grease in there. I'll help you. Or I'll hire some people. Or I'll get you up, uh, connections. I'll get you some connections. I'll do that shit for you. I got you. And by the time you hit a couple of years in, 19, 20, 21, your ass is going to be in an apartment over here and you're going to learn how to work your way up. But I, but the apartment, I'll pay half the, half the rent. You, as long as you're doing this shit over here, I'll set your ass up. You know what people do? They hear this shit. It's too much pressure. I can't take it no more. This is just too much. Fumble the bag. <laughs> They'll fumble that shit. They'll straight up be like, nah, I ain't doing all that shit. Nope, no, 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 nope, nope. And you're like. <laughs> Somebody said critical race theory. And you go, you can't, listen, I get it. I was young once too. I never got those offers like that. But some people will be like, mm, nah, nah. 50 Cent did that. 50 Cent did that for his son. And guess who Guess who? Uh, put the kibosh on it? So 50 Cent, go look at his story. 50 Cent, before he was supposed to be the absentee father, he was going to put his kid up on game. So he saw a shoe store closing, closing, and he walked in there. He said, I'll buy your whole inventory. The shoe store owner bought the whole inventory. He sends it down to his, his son, who's living with his baby mama terror, his mom, who she don't have no job. He's paying her child support, and he tells his son, I'm going to put you up on game, and I'm going to start a business for you. We're going to start this business. You seem to be passionate about shoes. I'll help you. I'm going to put the business on. We'll give you the storefront. You get your thing. You get your app. Guess who put the kibosh on it? The baby mama terrorist came back. It was like, we'll use this, and we're going to start a boutique to sell some goofy-ass dresses. And the kid was like, nah, I don't want to do the work. They didn't want to put their end in. Look at them now. Look at them now. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Look at them now. And now the guy is what? 26, and he realized, oh, shit, I fucked up. The mom's like, I ain't got no more child support. And then they wait, and then they're trying to do what? They're trying to trying to fix it now. And then he's trying to come back. I want to be, I want to be a part of my dad's life now. Too late. Mm. Too late. I gave you your chance. They don't want to work hard. The mom sabotages them, distracts them. And uh, it is what it is. So that's what I that's what I give my kids. That's my offer to my kids. But there's requirements. 
But what you're not going to do is tell me what you ain't going to do. Okay, if that's what you're going to do, you on your own, mother sucker. I don't know. I, I don't owe you nothing. <laughs> you on your own. All right. Uh, I get again. I get it. You want to you want to do your own thing and become something of yourself. Uh, one of the plights of the human beings, especially the, the black variety, but the plight of human beings is believing they're going to do it on their own. They're going to be self-made. I'm going to tell you something. If you have somebody giving you mentorship guidance, giving you structure, that beats way more beats. Try to try to create the reinvent the wheel. Reinventing the wheel is painful. <laughs> Reinventing the wheel is painful, especially when you're young. You want to start, and as many people in the suburbs start, and you we call it white privilege, they figure out real fast, I better do what daddy tells me to do. My daddy's an accomplished lawyer. He'll sue you. <laughs> and dad will let them learn and bump their head and cover for them and bail them out of jail when they go drunk in the middle of Knoxville, Tennessee, at Tennessee games, and daddy will sue whoever daddy needs to sue. But reinventing the wheel, starting off with stupid shit like being a single mother, running the streets, smoking, drinking, partying, wasting your productive years, it's you'll, live, you'll have to reinvent the wheel, you'll lose the support system, and it's going to be painful. Yeah, the mom's, the, the mom's sabotaging the son, Creating division, jealousy. Hey, it's sad out here. We got some PayPal's. We got a sponsor today as well. We got another sponsor in here. Yeah, man. Yep. Shout out to you. He said just to say thank you. And we're going to call you Mr. We'll call you Mr. Rashid in the building. I don't know if I can say your name, but you did sponsor. Appreciate you. And you young men, you young men that listen to me, I know you think I'm hard on you and hard on folks. I'm hard on my family and I'm hard on my friends, but I'm hard because I realize the value that I have to people. And I'm like, I can provide you with great advice and we can parlay this. Um, You can do it or not, but I'm not going to be dysfunctional with you, meaning I'm not just going to kick it to kick it. I'm not just going to hang out to hang out. I don't need friends. A wise man once said, a wise man once said, you can make friends or you can make money. I've had all the friends. So I, I have all, all the friends that I need to make in this life. Trust me. I don't need many more friends, but I could always use some money. The friends I have, I can lean on. I can meet up with them. I can kick it and we can, we can do. But yeah, Scott Hall, you can make friends or you can make money. When you got enough friends, you don't need no more. Same thing with women. I can have a relationship or I can make money. Not many women are equipped or ready to deal with a man like me. Where I put you not first. You will never be first. You will never be my priority like that. You will be lower down the rung. We will have good times. You could be out shopping while I'm in here doing my work. You could not be bothering me. You could follow the path. You could be quiet. Or you can act like I need to be focusing on you first. If you're that type of woman, you cannot deal with me. I'm just letting you know that shit will never fly. I've done it before. I've done it before and I got jack shit to, I got jack shit to show for it. 
And it don't matter the woman too. Well, you just needed the right one. No, 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 no. I will never put a relationship or a person first in my life again. It's going to be CGA, primo, numero uno. The Bruce Wayne to this ish. The king of kings. All right, that's what it's going to be. I'm going to be the star. You need to hitch the, your wagon to this star and it'll be fine for you. But if you need to be uh, paid attention to all the time and shit like that, ain't going to happen. <laughs> right? Ain't going to happen. I'm never going to stop what I'm doing to cater to you. Never. I will tell you to figure that shit on, on your own while I'm doing what I need to do. And if you just do well, I'm going to go fuck somebody else. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Have it. I guarantee you, you'll be texting me in six months. Hey, uh, how's it going? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, how's that hard salami that you had? I hope you liked it because that's all you're going to get. Bye. I ain't never going to be without women. So that's your loss. It ain't mine. And you ain't going to get richer than me. And you ain't going to work harder than me. And you ain't going to make no more money than me. You're going to need me before I need you 100% of the time. Bye-bye. Mm. Not a lot of people want to deal with that. So even your own family doesn't want to deal with that. Even maybe your kids don't want to deal with that. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for personal you. Uh, you can't set back your life. One of the biggest mistakes of baby boomers and Generation X parents, and now millennials, is they set their whole life back for their kids when their kids don't want to get on the uh, right path. I ain't never doing that shit. <laughs> I ain't going to ever do no silly shit like that. I'll be like, you better catch up. The train's leaving the station. I used to always tell my kids and my family, uh, train's leaving the station, and they don't double back. They don't run on this route no more. We ain't coming back to this mug to pick up more suckers. The train is leaving the station. You better be on and have your ticket and be in your seat when the dude come back down there punching tickets. But we going forward here. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, what? They be like, what if your kids got on crack? What the hell would they ask? <laughs> I, mm. I told them don't get on crack. What if they have a substance abuse problem and they trying to kick the habit? They ain't gonna know where I live. <laughs> they ain't never, I ain't never going to no meeting, no intervention or nothing. Oh, they trying to kick the habit. They outside outside your house. Security, security, come get these mother suckers out here from in front of my damn house. I ain't never let your ass in shit. Oh man, you need to help. No, I don't look. You ain't never dragging me down. Look, my job is not to help you after the age of 16. I'm giving you all the game you need to know. Now, you better pick that shit up or get left. I don't know what to tell you because you ain't going to come in stealing my watches and shit like that that I don't work on. Stealing my watches to get your next hit. Hell with you, bro. I mean, I don't feel sorry for drug addicts at all. I'm like, you knew before you start sucking on that pipe that you was making a dumbass decision. I never feel sorry for drag drug addicts. I I never feel sorry. I'm homeless and I got on drugs. Stupid. Stupid. I mean, that's one of the dumbest things you could do. <laughs> you literally did something everybody in their mama knows to not do. You're going to get hooked. You're going to get hooked. Like, you're going to slow your life down. You're going to mess your life and derail. It's an automatic. It's like a damn layup. It's automatic. I ain't freaking beat no sympathy for you. You the one. You the, you the crackhead. 
you better figure out how to kick that shit. <laughs> but I ain't going to be helping you. I ain't going to no meetings, no NA meetings, no AA meetings, no, uh, what is the one? No 12 step. There's another one that you go to that your family's a crackhead and you go to. What is that called? Somebody will know. It's, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like a lady's name or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But you go to it. You go to it because your family member is on drugs. Al-Anon. That's one. Al-Anon. You ain't never going to see me at no Al-Anon. It's called Al-Anon. Yep. I ain't never going. Because you'll go to it because your family member is struggling. You ain't never going to see me there. <laughs> Just let y'all know. It ain't. My bag. A.D. Allen. A.D. Austin says black men with equivalent education as black women just date other races of women because most BWs aren't worth the trouble. Mm. Sisters, y'all better get y'all stuff together. I wish y'all sisters well. I I do feel sorry because I be looking at sisters sometimes. You be having family members and you be like, damn, it's effed up out there for y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, y'all ain't never getting married. They'd be like, one day I hope to get married. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Uh, one day I'm going to find me a husband. They'd be in their 50s and 60s. Talk about one day I'm going to find me a husband. And then in the next breath, they'd be like, but he ain't going to tell me shit. I'm like, oh. I'd be like, man. <laughs> like, yo. Like, y'all don't have a chance at hell. And then be bigger, too big, too big MC. Too big to even fit in the damn breathing hard, sweating, sweating between they titty. I'm like, they be having the titty sweat right here and the sweat on their wig all the way down here just dripping, talking about one day I'm a, I'm like, you ain't going to, trust me, you're getting no husband. Chalk that shit up. <laughs> I, I've been praying to the Lord. You're getting no husband. At any time soon. If you do, he won't have any front teeth. <laughs> if you do get a husband, he will have zero front teeth. He'll he'll be liable to have a heart attack and you'll be paying off his medical bills. If you get a husband. All right. Shout out to no government name coach. If men are looking for a new hobby to add to their uh, development, I recommend jujitsu. He says it's a place where everybody is welcome and one of the last places where men can be men. I started two years ago and it changed my life. All right. I've heard a lot of great things about jujitsu myself. All right. And a guy, you know, people who jujitsu is like a religion. So uh, you guys got to be careful. They really people really get involved and active in, in jujitsu. And there's going to be a lot of gr uh, great conditioning. Yeah. You're going to learn about self-defense. I would recommend it. You got to be ready to be in shape. All right, but it is good. People, it's very much like a religion, but it's not as crazy as CrossFitters. You know, CrossFitters is something else. <laughs> All right. But yeah, try to get into some sort of grappling, self-defense, boxing technique. It's always good. You can always use it because there's many people that think they can fight. Like, you can't really fight. Like, you're just trying to just roundhouse people. Technique, knowing how to fight and knowing how to not fight, not knowing how to not fight is very important. Knowing how not, you know, they'll they train you. I heard also um, in many martial arts, they'll teach you 
how to cultivate and plant flowers, how to cultivate life. And so you respect life before they teach you even how to combat and fight. Meaning they want you to appreciate and respect life more than this training. And now where we're going to give you this training doesn't mean you can go out there and be an evil ninja. You need to go out there and understand that you're going to have these tactics to be able to defend yourself, not go out and bully people. That's the one thing people forget when they learn uh, the art of fighting without fighting. Yeah, that's those things are very important. These, there's very, you know what? We've gotten away from this because we just don't have men leading kids. Anytime a man tries to do this for his kids, my kids are my son's a black belt in Taekwondo. So and my daughter's a, a junior black belt in Taekwondo. Okay. And I put a lot of time and effort. Dude, my ex-wife was just blocking all that shit. She never took them. She took them to, to a few classes when she got guilted by the trainer, by the by the um, sensei. But I was covering the bill and taking them to all the classes. And I only did it on, on my weeks. And she was trying to sabotage and block that shit. Never saw the value in it up until they was in brown belt. Then she wanted to come take pictures and videos and shit. <laughs> I was like, Fuck. but these are life lessons that you will pass on to your kids. Um, in your family so that they will learn this is what men do for their kids but most of the time it gets blocked and sabotage and you're like they need these lessons these are the lessons that will keep them disciplined and on the right path they can take these lessons and apply to other areas of their lives but what kids just sitting around in daycare centers rotting away don't get me started on the daycare shit oh just throw them in daycare instead of doing this all to keep the kid away from the father i mean it's a sad existence and i'm not the only one going through this Especially black men are going through this. Most black men are going this, if not all. And then when you pass that down, the people who are in poor economic shape just put their kids in daycare because the government funds it because the government wants control of your kids. And then they partially fund it, supplement it instead of you putting your kids on the right path. You know. It's a it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. But uh, they, they they put them in snow soul uh, soul snatching positions. And then and out of desperation, they sign them up for Snoop's football league, thinking they're going to get a scholarship. Right. And they chase around AAU basketball dreams, pressuring their kids to score 20 points in an AAU game in front of college coaches in the sixth grade. So these kids can get college scholarships in a five foot six. And the girl's five foot three and could dribble the hell out of the ball, but she ain't never going to get no scholarship. All right. So. You better give them a, a damn chance instead of having them rotting away and help pushing them around. Again, when I tell women, when women say, I'll just raise a kid on my own, nine times out of 10, you're going to destroy that kid. Statistically, the, that kid's going nowhere in life if you decide to pull that kid from the father. I don't care if the father's the piece of shit. You're, you're going to destroy that kid. And it's, it's, it's your fault that you procreated with that piece of shit. All right, so don't blame it. Don't blame the man after the baby comes that he's a, a deadbeat daddy. He was what he was before that. But nine times out of ten, statistically, that kid's going nowhere. Statistically, kids going nowhere. I mean, the best he gonna do is manager at Subway at age thirty-two. All right, that's what he gonna be. If if that. <laughs> So, you know, you can be mad at, uh, you know, these single mothers can be mad at me all they all they want. Statistics tell you what it is. And, it, and, and if it's a black male kid, you just you just crippling that kid. That kid needs every advantage he can possibly has because his life is already difficult, already difficult. But you're going to further cripple him. Mm. 
sad as this as you guys live in, but this this the stuff we uh this the stuff we accept. <laughs> you can meet the next Giselle in jujitsu. Shout out to D Rose. He says, Yeah, makes sense. BWs want control, so they marry down. Yeah, that's that look, the data showed it. So if any sisters are angry, I know we can tend to make them angry. I don't tend to make them angry. I tend to try to make them see something um, of themselves and hopefully make a change in their lives because the, 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 the things that they try to make, you know, I, I listen to them when they're sitting around like Mary J Blige and they're waiting in exhale. They're having these conversations about how shit is nine out of 10 times. Everything they're saying is straight out wrong. It straight up makes zero sense. It's straight up not going to work. Nine out of 10 things that are discussing. You ever do this? Even if you have family, you go to a family reunion, you sit around, you go sit around some black women, you can sit around women in church. Nine out of 10 things they saying is flat out dead ass wrong. It's going to fail. It's destined to fail. Like it ain't going to have zero chances of success. They got zero. Whatever they're talking about doing, it ain't going to work. And you know, it ain't going to work. And then the minute you go in there, it ain't going to work. They get, they gang up on you. So, they be flat out wrong as hell. I'd be like, oh man, like, like, do y'all believe y'all Do y'all believe what y'all talking about? <laughs> I'll roll up in there. I'll be like, do y'all actually believe what y'all saying? Because y'all talking a lot of nonsense. That shit, you basically just gambling right now. You gambling, you glam gambling with no money. <laughs> I'd be like, God dang, like who? It, there needs to be somebody that checks them and be like, what the hell is y'all talking about? But in that dynamic, you don't have that. As soon as you do that, they're going to gang up on you. It's a sad thing to see. And so later on, what you see is, <laughs> later on, what you see is you let five years go by and you just be looking at them and they still be talking that shit. You'd be like, Whoa. 10 years go by. They still be in the same spot, stalling. Clutch just a... You be like, shit, you ain't gonna get it either. Y'all still ain't gonna get it, damn. 15 years. They still... Oh, it's and now they getting hurt. Now it's now it's painful to watch. You like... <laughs> and all, the whole time, they blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. The whole time. Whole time, career stalling, all over. You'd be like, they getting bigger on bigger, uglier, losing advantage. They still dressing sexy. You like, shit. You'd be like, I really want to tell you and put some, uh, can I give y'all a million dollars worth of game? Nah, we don't want to hear. You'd be like, oh, shit. 20 years go by. Oh, man. you like, man, it's over for you. You're like, it's a wrap. They still be talking like they ain't moved. They haven't moved out of the city. They haven't been out of the city. They haven't moved anywhere. They still talking about moving to Atlanta. Mm. They still talk. I'm going to move to Atlanta and get my life started. You like, God damn. Time is running out on your ass. You really don't know. 30 years later, they the fat auntie. 
They the fat auntie, 298 pounds, sitting back in the chair, and they titties up like this, breathing. Boy, I ain't seen you in a long time. How you doing? They driving the cart in Walmart. <laughs> oh, man, you like, God damn, man. Will somebody help these people, man? Help these people. And it all started back 30 years ago when they was talking that shit. You like, oh, man, did, did, did anything work? Did one thing work? And they try to get you to vote for Biden. Whole time they try to tell you, I know you ain't voting for Trump again. Whole time she looking like this. Hold up. Let's get the damn clip. She looking like this. I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. Y'all worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. Somebody said they got the black elbow. They still going to church. I done started going to church. You know what I mean? I'm the cook. I work security. 9.30 p.m. All the way to 8.30 a.m. I work security out there. They come in with their security suit on. You come in town. They come in there. They Y'all eating. And they come in. Hey, hey, you back in town? What's going on? They got their hat like this. They got their security hat on top of their wig. And they got their security jacket on. This a security in the back. Ah, uh, you know, I'm working security. I'm ah, <laughs> uh, you like, oh shit. <laughs> I been I started going back to church. I went went back to church. I started going back to church, and you know, I hopefully I meet me a good man in there. <laughs> It's a, it's a black jacket with a big ass security that's reflective, reflective, and they got them big ass boots and oversized pants. They come up, hat cocked over their wig. Hey, what's going on, cuz? Mm. <laughs> oh, you like, oh, nigga. oh man. Anyway, let me stop. Shout out to G Money in the building. He says I had to let my son go. At least he was eighteen. Well, wait, wait. At least he was 18. You said the baby mama terrorist. I had to let my son go. At least he was 18. You know, uh, guys, as as parents, you owe your kids nothing after adulthood. Now, uh, the blue chip mindset is if they are of the good mind and they are uh, ready to learn and not reinvent the wheel, you can instruct them and give them life changing instruction. You could do that. But uh, if they are aligning, you know, uh, if they're aligning with a false ideology, liberalism, uh, uh, they want to waste their life 16 to 30. All right. Uh, we got to get, we got, dude, we got to, uh, shout out to Timothy Garnett. He doubles up. What did you say? He says, I'm 30 and have no kids, but I want, he says, but what I realize is that XX is my age that have kids want me, but the XX is my age always ghost me. He says, I want my own traditional family, but for some, they act like I'm not good enough. And he says, I meant to say, the XX is my age, don't have kids, don't want me. So the ones that your age, you're 30, the ones that don't have kids don't want you. But they act like I'm not good enough. Help me out, coach. I'm about to go on the dark side soon. All right, yeah, you're at a critical age. But look, I know people, when I was 30, I'd never wanted to hear people say this, but you're you're young. You're young. Okay, I, I know. When I was 30, I thought I was super duper mature. Okay, 
I traveled, uh, not the world, but the United States and portions of the world. I was like, what? I'm not a kid. 34, a man is young. 34, a man is young. You just getting started. 30 for me was 17 years ago. The women that are going to be your age in five to 10 years will be shit. They will be not even up to par for where you are in 10 years, Scott. Uh, this is a hard one. What I would tell you is, and I tell all people this, your generation of women are not your women. I keep giving y'all that game. You should be with 22, 21, 19, 18. I know people are like, ah, that's too young. No. You should be in a position where you're guiding someone, where you do, if you wanted to get married and have kids, that's who you should be getting married and have kids with. Not no 30-year-old broad. Not when you're 30. You don't have the leverage and options. These girls still think they can get a damn uh, uh, basketball player or some shit like that. A rapper or whatever the hell they want. They think they can get the top of the top cream of the crop. They still holding out for hope. Let man, you gotta let them go. You need to be down with. You need to be down at the junior college, like not not the junior college. Like I use them. You need to be dating younger women. Stop dating women your age. The, the that's a mismatch in my book. I call that a mismatch. In my book, go get the book Devolution. I said men in their early thirties to thirty five dating women thirty five. Th that's a mismatch. She still has a little bit of leverage over you and she still has damn hope out of the she's delusional hope you're not ready to do anything with that woman you're not ready to do nothing with her she ain't listening to nothing you got to say and you ain't good enough yet all right so uh work down younger man all right uh speaking my mind he says number one god then number two cga number three the mission number four screw everything else shout out to you thank you man JC said, my friend went ballistic when I debunked the gender pay gap to her. Kicked me out. Her boyfriend, my friend, was quiet the whole time because I knew he knew I was right. She might be done with me. Guess it's deuces. B.I. Let him go. Let him go. Let him live in that delusion gender pay gap. I mean, it's been debunked 50, 11 times, but people still leaning on it. It's called the gender choice gap. And it's based on the choices she made between the ages of 16 and 30. And she can't wriggle out of it now. Then she's going to have to go back to school and all that crazy shit. You know, that ain't going to work. She's just going to take out more student loan debt. She's going to have to go back to school at 35. And No, dude, it is what it is. Shout out to AD Austin. I know three older BWs who do security. All but one is miserable as hell. I mean, what type of woman wants to do security? You got to be a special woman. Most of them do it as they have to. It's the only thing they can pull. And that's what type of security guards you don't want, okay? I don't want to be getting robbed and have this person barely want to do their job working security. I don't want to have to get up now. Eugene, this just in. They are now saying that you can get the messenger RNA, a.k.a. the VAC, from VAC people. Careful who you lay with. Oh, boy. That's interesting. So they said that you can trans transmute it sexually now. Of course they can. Of course they can. Acido Rusko says, facts, coach. Best lesson I've learned since I turned 30. Let them 304s go, coach gang. Let them go, man. You got to let them go, man. Let them go. I My age of, uh, you know, because I was, once I get, yeah, I was single at 36, divorce, right? I found those people to be miserable as hell to be around. It was not until I flipped it and said, 
I want to be with younger women, right? That I found my lane because those people were more willing to listen. They were more like, now they flake and they're flaky and they bird brain. You got to deal with that. But that's just kind of how women work. But I found that the older women were trying to latch on. And I was the last best option for them. Now, what you got to find out is this. What you got to find out is when you don't latch on to them, watch this. This is the secret. I'm going to leave you with this secret. All men, 30 to 45, the women that are trying to push relationships with you, they're going to be like, I'm the best of the best. I got it like this. I'm the table. You need to be following me. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got a career. I got my job. I got my own money. My father passed down the house. I got four kids. They all what you need to do is not go into a relationship with them. And what you're going to find is this is the critical find. You might not understand this. You might not. You might think you're missing the boat. What you're going to find is that when you say no, they don't have a better deal after that. You'll find that nobody takes that deal. You're going to find that they don't find another sucker. Nobody takes the deal. They're going to be single the next year. They're going to be single the year after that. They're going to get plowed, rock, run through the cock carousel, act like they happy. All you're going to see is them posting pictures of their friends doing shit year after year after year after year. Nobody takes that deal. You literally walking away from a deal that you were only going to take. That's the lesson I want to tell you. And especially when you get to 40, 35, 40, 40. Every woman's like, I want it. I want a relationship. I want to. I want to. I want to. And you say, uh, you cool and all, but now nah, I'm going to pass. Just watch their ass on social media. Every now and then they get a boyfriend, but most of them, they mostly all stay single. Nobody's stupid enough to take that damn deal. And you would have been a moron if you took it. You would have been stuck with that damn bad option. You thought it was a good option. He was like, oh, I'll jump on this. You just tell him no. Trust me, there's going to be other women that come back around. You ain't missing nothing. You getting better and better over time. You ain't missing nothing. They going to be single forever. Nobody's stupid enough to take that deal. Every now and then they might find one and they think they got some. And, it, and when they're 40, they might find some 32-year-old dude and they'll parade his ass around. Give it three weeks. She'd be deleting all his pictures next week. <laughs> they ain't getting nothing. They ain't getting a damn thing. bro. Don't, don't, don't rush. Don't rush into no badass deal. Uh, trust me, I've done that way too many times. Most all of them are still single to this day. In the, I'm talking about in the last 10 years, they still single, still offering dudes a chance. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, don't feel like you rushing in. Please, full rush in. Oh, I really love you, and I really do this. And then you find out they married, divorced once, twice, been in and out of relationships. Nobody taking that freaking deal. Nobody taking that deal. And let's just say, let's just say a sucker takes that deal. Just set the clock. They'll be they'll be broken. They'll be married and divorced within five to ten years tops. Just start the clock. You'd be like, oh, a sucker actually took that. Okay, just sit back and watch. And then if they break up or get divorced, you're gonna be like, that would have been me. That would have been me. <laughs> that, that would have been me you would have been like bro that would have been me getting divorced from you and she was talking shit on that dude uh, him, him, him. 
you like fuck that dude trust me dude you guys are missing nothing if you're a man in your 20s maybe we could talk and that's a different that's a whole different strategy but dudes 30 35 40 45 trust me you ain't missing shit <laughs> you ain't missing a damn thing don't rush you you getting better they ain't getting that much better just statistically generally Always say no to the deal, all right? And they offer you that shit. We can be good power couple. We can move in together. And you can be the stepdaddy and all this shit. And I'll help you with your kids. And we can do this and we can do that. Don't take the fucking deal. Just say no. And guarantee you ain't missed nothing. All right, shout out to the coach, gay. We going to get out of here. I went way over. So, yes, this was a night times of rambling streams. All right, so, yes, it is what it is. And hope you learn something. Shout out to the coach game. We out. Peace.